Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Let's go, Artie. Let's go, my Chiefs. Let's go. Why would you? Why would you do that to what him? You, why would I do that? What, what am I going to say, my Patriots? Let's go. Again, I think this goes back to what the diehards know. As we welcome you into another edition <laughs> of Artie and Plank on a, I guess, a championship preview edition. Wow. A championship preview edition. Where did this season go? I still think this speaks to you being some sort of clandestine Patriot fan and using your powers (laughs) for evil rather than good. Just jump on the Patriots train, Arnie. Just say go New England. They're going to go on the road and beat KC. Then we all know what's going to happen. The Chiefs will blow them out next weekend. Why must you continually doubt New England? The Why Patriots do this to us? have made the Super Bowl every year I've started working locally up here in Vermont. So this is what the <laughs> third year. I can't I can't shake them. I You're can't cursed. shake them. You're cursed. We come to you live every single Sunday night here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Were you surprised with how easy they made it look today? 
I'm talking about New England, of course. Sorry. Yeah, we'll get well, to the late game coming up here in just a bit. Were you surprised with how smooth and how easy everything looked for them today? Shocked, because when I was doing the Me show too. locally, I told, I said, you know what? The, the Patriots are just going to throw it to the running backs, which they're very good at. you got to figure out how to stop them. you got to put pressure on Brady. They did none of that. They didn't stop the throws to the back. They didn't put any pressure on Brady. They did the opposite. It was like whatever Artie says, let's do the opposite. Let's let's back off. Let's not put pressure. Let's not blitz. Let's him let him check down to the running backs, and they got clobbered. I, I, I was yeah, I was shocked that they clobbered him like that. I, I was you know I, I thought it was going to be a tough game and it was going to be three point game one way or the other, but I was just shocked that the Patriots just boat raced him like that in the first half. You know, it was, it was crazy to me. And again, we've got three hours to recap all the games tonight. We'll get into last night's oh, game. Oh no, I'm done. There. I'm going to leave are after this segment. I can't do the whole show like this. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, we've only tried to bury New England about a thousand times during the season, uh, but we have to, we have to have a segment later in some people taking L's. When I mean, it's okay in the sports world. That's what we do. We throw out quote unquote hot takes. We're going to get some wrong. I know it's, it's crazy. Is Brady talking about me? By the way, did you hear what he said? No, no. What did he say? I missed oh, it. I everybody was, uh... thinks we suck. Well, I think you. Is he and talking? I think, yeah, he must be talking to me. Is what I think. Talking. It's you. I think it's a. And it's funny. I was. I. I know. I don't want to like dog on competitors or anything. But I'm listening to uh, the four letter network, and I'm. And by that I mean Sports Center is on in the background while I'm getting ready, and they play that clip from Brady, and the anchor has the audacity to say, "Well, I don't know if I watch enough TV because I don't hear anyone dogging the Patriots." I'm thinking to myself, "Are you serious? <laughs> do, do you live in a bleeping vacuum? Do you just?" Do you not do you not watch your own network? Oh, I mean, geez. my God, this is what happens twenty four seven from from all over our radio network. Hey, follow at Fox Sports Radio on Twitter. We have at least a a post an hour on how the Patriots are dead and how Brady is washed up and how they're done. I mean, come on, Arnie. The sports world has been trying to bury this dynasty for the better part of what are we on four five years? And you know what? I figured you would embrace this week because you know what's coming up this week. You know what's going to be the hot topic in sports. I mean, we tell you this on a Sunday night into a Monday morning to prepare your sports ears for what you're going to hear all week long. It's going to be the passing of the torch. Sunday is going to be the passing of the torch from from Brady to Mahomes. They're going to become uh, the the old school versus the new school. It's going to be uh, the next generation versus the old generation. So, I mean, Arnie, just prepare yourself. You should embrace this. You'll be able to have fun with it. They're going to be trying to bury New England all week long, and this is going to be akin to what? Whenever the 49ers finally beat the Cowboys on the catchback in what was that? 1981, and this is going to be the end of the Patriots dynasty. Hello to the Chiefs. So I figured you would enjoy this over the next five to six days. Two four-letter words that Patriot fans don't like to hear. You may have to get your hand on the dump button, so uh, I'll give you a little time to do that. That's called road game. Oh, yeah, they don't like that one. Tom Brady, 0-3 since, what, 2007. So I'm going to be saying that over and over for the week uh, because he doesn't like to go on the road. And notice three times, the guy goes three times on the road in the playoffs uh, since 2007. My goodness, what a what a charmed life you've lived. You know, that, that, that that's unbelievable uh, that you can go that long with only three playoff games on the road. So we'll see what he does in Kansas City, but I'm hoping – Finally, it will be passing of the torch. I can't take it anymore. We've got to get the Patriots out of here.
Yeah, how, how dare he be so good in the regular season? Oh, that's right. It's not about him being good in the regular season. I forgot, Arnie. It's about that awful division that he plays in, right? That they always win and they get the home game. Oh, so. no, there's just the stellar division is what you want me to say, right? <laughs> there, there's, that AFC East is just, just rocking it. It's just such a great division, right? Yeah, if, well, if you look at his record outside the division, you might actually have to embrace his greatness, which is they something were, that they is were, their so five games they lost. Their five games they lost this year were the teams that didn't make the playoffs. I know, and I don't know if I'm more disturbed by that or more impressed what they did against playoff teams. By the way, all these teams play during the regular season. So these are rematches in the conference championship game. I'm hesitant to open my mouth and say anything because I know it would be akin to maybe it would probably be something that happened last year. But off the top of my head, I don't remember how often that's actually happened. Where you have championship games, that is a rematch of a regular season matchup. It seems as if we usually get a unique showdown. Uh, but I guess with what, uh, the, the Jaguars and the Patriots last year, they didn't play in the regular season. Same thing, I think, with the NFC championship game as well. So you get two games, and Arnie, without a doubt, Two of the more memorable games we had so far this yeah. season between the, the the Chiefs and the Patriots where the Chiefs got out to the big halftime lead and then the Patriots came back and made it tight late and the Rams and the Saints game was uh, the first loss of the season that the Rams took. So it's going to be what I think is a matchup of, well, I don't know. Do you agree? The four best teams in football throughout the season squaring off in the championship games or no? Can I, can I at least get you to agree to that or no? Yeah, well, I mean, we set it up that way. That's why we give you a bye week for there the for four teams. So we purposely say, go ahead, here you go. You've got the biggest advantage. You better take, you know, you better use that so we can get you in the AFC and the NFC championship. Um, I, I just hope, uh, I'm a little worried about Kansas City and the Patriots because Kansas City didn't look so great to me. And the Patriots, I mean, what was Tom Brady, like 34, 44? I mean, if you could just stop him from throwing to the running backs, you could do pretty good. I I can't believe that nobody can stop them. So uh, Kansas City's got to bring their A game, no doubt about that. 14 play, 7-minute and 11-second drive. That killed me. In which Tom Brady threw it to the same guy five times on little dump downs, and the tone was set. Listen, kudos to the Chargers for bouncing back and scoring on that next drive when Stephon Gilmore fell asleep. Right. But, I mean, from that point forward, we saw two teams in back-to-back nights. Well, duh, they games were played on back to my back nights you dope but we saw two teams that were kind of known for slinging it around a little bit go more physical and the Rams went physical last night and the Patriots went more physical today oh. so and I'm in uh, such I'm sorry, denial man. it goes it's 14 7 Patriots I'm like oh that's okay a Chargers will tie I it up and you. they get the ball to start the second half and then it's it, it's 21 7 I'm like oh, that's okay they'll get a touchdown right before the half they'll make it 21 14 they'll get the ball and then it's 28 to 7 I go okay wait a minute now it's not okay uh but they'll score now they'll get a turnover they'll go in trailing 28 to 14 or 28 21 they'll get the ball back they score a touchdown and they'll tie this thing up then it was 35 to 7 I went to take a nap I'm like that's it it's not happening now you you really confuse me now I I have tried something new and I challenge everyone to do this because it's really helped me out I tend to get very angry during football games if I live on Twitter because, Arnie, you're kind of guilty of this, but I only have to deal with you for three hours every week. But everyone tries to declare things over after, like, one drive or, or one quarter. Oh, game over. Now, but, but, but I jumped on midway through the first half, and you really confused me <laughs> because 
You said Bar Rescue was on now that the Pats game is over. And then legitimately two seconds later in your next tweet, you said, allow me to be the only person in the world to say this, the Chargers will still win this game. Were you drinking today and tweeting? What the hell are you talking about? Somebody hacked into my account? (laughs) What? Come on. What? You, You are that bitter. You are that tore up by what you have to deal with on a daily basis in the Northeast. That I did see a good law and order during the game, though. Yeah, I, Benson caught the bad guy, but there was a twist. Oh, it was, it was a really good one. I, I'll tell you about it later. Is Benson in law and order? <laughs> uh, so coming up later on in the show, we'll be able to go uh, more in depth on this Chargers-Patriots game if you want to. That's but horrible. This- you wait all week for something like that, and, and you get a game like that where it's over even before halftime. I mean, uh, when it was 21-7, you said to yourself, well, they're, they're not coming back. Uh, Tom Brady's like a, a million and oh when leading by double digits at home. It wasn't going to happen. Can I, okay, so let's ask a blanket question then before we get to the, the afternoon game or the early evening game uh, between the Saints and the Eagles with the Saints holding on. Would you say overall this was a good champion or a good divisional weekend? I know the TV numbers were impressive for the Rams Cowboys, but the Chiefs game was a bit of a route. Obviously, the Patriots was too. I still couldn't find myself tuning away from the Chiefs game for some reason until right. late. So, would I mean, I felt like we had three good games, maybe pushing a little bit, maybe two and a half, but I thought it was a pretty good weekend for the divisional games. What'd you think? Well, I mean, I enjoyed the Saints and the Eagles and. Uh, the Rams and the Cowboys, no doubt about that. The Chiefs game, I mean, that bored me to tears, uh, especially when it was 24-7 at halftime and nobody did really anything in the second half. Patriot game, you really didn't expect the Chargers to come back in the second half. So you got two good games. Uh, hopefully they'll be better next week, but I'd probably give it about a B or B-. minus. I mean, it wasn't that great at all. I was, I was certainly disappointed. Yeah, uh, it, it was interesting because, and maybe it was just fr- from my perspective of, what's the old Eddie Murphy joke? You give a starving person a cracker and yeah. chop it down like it's the greatest cracker they've ever had in their life. But I almost felt like I'm getting the crumbs of what's left in the football season. Now, granted, the Patriots and the Chargers, unless you are a diehard Patriots fan, was really hard to watch after halftime. Oh. I mean, it was 35-7 to at the half. That game was over. It could have been worse. I mean, the, the if you want to nitpick about something, the Patriots screwed up the clock, and I still don't know how that receiver wasn't out of bounds uh, to stop the clock. But again, it was 35 to 7. Maybe yeah. the officials were like, let's go. Let's get to the halftime locker room. It's cold. All right, let's go. Uh, again, that was horrible. But I, I couldn't tune away from the Chiefs and the Colts. Rams and Cowboys was fantastic last night. The atmosphere was incredible. I felt like there were more Cowboy fans there than I ever could have imagined. And then that, we haven't really touched it on it yet, but that Saints Eagles game was really good. I mean, you go back to 2017 last year in the divisional round and I mean, I don't know. We, we we had some decent – well, you had the craziness in the Viking-Saints game, which was that last-second play that uh, is one of the greatest plays in NFL history. But I think it is very similar to what we saw last year, Arnie, where the Patriots had a blowout win, and then the other three games were relatively close with one amazing game. And the Eagles-Falcons game was, what, 15-10 to 10 last year? So never, with the Falcons having a chance to score. So if I'm just comparing year to year, I think it's kind of similar. Never would have thought that Foles, after getting the 14-0 lead, that he'd be shut out after that. I'm like, oh boy, Eagles! Eagles are gonna hang like thirty on them, maybe, yeah. maybe forty. And after the fourteen nothing, they they couldn't do squat after that. Now the Nick Foles thing, everybody will know that they're making the right decision by sticking with Carson Wentz. Well, I mean, he he did help them rally down the stretch, and uh, I think that yeah, well, 
Well, I, listen, I'm not arguing that with you by any stretch of the imagination. Carson Wentz has a much brighter future than Nick Foles would just based on their age and how long they've been in the league. But, Arnie, I don't know if what happened today is an indication of why you go with Wentz over Foles. I mean, damn, the guy did amazing whenever given the opportunity in the playoffs. So you think, oh, well, the, the ball slipped through. All Sean Jeffrey's hand. So there you go. It's a, it's a good point that uh, you got to go with Wentz over. No, Foles. because I mean, I Foles have to determine after he started seven for eight, he was garbage or eight or nine. He was garbage after that. I mean, let's be honest. He didn't do squat after the first quarter. I think you got to give credit to the Saints defense. I know that's hard, but I mean, yeah. it, it, I know it's impossible for us to give credit to any defenses based on what we've seen so far this year. But you're right. He struggled, only finished 18 at 31 and had the two very costly picks. One of those interceptions when they were rolling and had momentum and they mm. try to they try to run that that uh, fade pattern or that bomb to to Ertz and he underthrows it. Lattimore picks it off, but. Uh, Arnie, I mean, I just I, – I can't say enough about what we saw from both of these defenses. And, heck, I mean, we'll forget about it, but the Eagles' defense did an incredible job with, with Fletcher Cox going in and out of the locker room. They – even though what, – what did we finish with Michael Thomas? 12 catches, 171 yards, and a score – but yet they force the Saints into a field goal late, and they miss it, and the, the Eagles are ri- driving with the chance to still win this game. So I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time pointing a finger at Foles from this, and I really have a hard time even pointing a finger at Jeffrey, even though he let the ball go through his hands. I mean, he still had 63 yards receiving today. So just a good game all the way around. And we had a little bit of everything. I know we got a break, yeah. and we'll get into it afterwards. But, Arnie, we had dominance. We had offense. We had defense. We had special teams plays. This weekend gave us a a little bit of everything, and we'll go in-depth on it next with Arnie and Plank on a championship edition of Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zip. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Get into what I know about Kyler Murray coming up here in just a bit on Fox Ooh. Sports Radio with Arnie and Plank. Uh, 877-99 on Fox if you want to jump in. Twitter, uh, at Fox Sports Radio, at Stinkin' Genius One. I'm at Plank Show is the best way to get involved. And, yeah, Arnie, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if Tom Brady was taking a shot at you here, man. Everyone <laughs> thinks we suck and can't win any games. I mean, you are on seeping into the Boston area. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to bet you're probably about the only person in that region that is – even though I did see someone on one of our affiliates or one of the stations out of Boston, one of those old takes exposed talking about how Sony Michelle sucks. So oh, that's geez. kind of always funny. I said to that go he's going to be. Things. I said he was going to be the best back in the history of the New England Patriots because they don't have a long <laughs> history. No, I'm serious. They don't have a long history of good running backs. To be honest with you, it's funny that I I haven't heard you bring that up until after today. No, no, I mean, I said it from day one. I okay. I'm serious. I I said it locally from day one that he was going to be okay. the best running back. In the history of the Patriots, I make a joke about that because the Patriots don't have a history. People say, what about Curtis Martin? He had a cup of coffee uh, with the Patriots. Um, you know, they'll, they'll come up with some other ones, but if you look deep, there's not a long history of good running backs at all for them. Well, and there's obviously not a lot that Bill Belichick invested what as high of a pick as he did on Sony Michelle either. You know, for the most part, and again, I'm, I might be talking out of my backside, Patriot homers, but from my perspective, I always feel like they get, and you brought up Curtis Martin, and it was, that was during the Parcells era. Yeah. It seems like they're guys that maybe we don't or talk about too much or we've forgotten about, the LeGarrette Blunts of the world, the Corey Dillons of the world. Oh, boy. Uh, the Lawrence Maronis of the world. You know, they're guys that we haven't talked about in a long time. Then all of a sudden, uh, gosh, uh, the Gray. Who was the Gray? Uh, the Jonas back. Gray. Jonas Gray last year that ran for 200 yards and everyone picked him up on his fantasy team and he never did anything else. I always feel like that when you look back on the history of the Patriots, Arnie, you may be onto something because Sam Cunningham wasn't he? Was like the original one, right? There, there's not a lot of first round picks that yeah. are out there. And to see Sony Michelle do that today could be the start of something really special. And it's crazy. Because if you go back to yesterday's Chiefs performance, Arnie, and you combine it with what we saw with the Patriots' performance, I do think stepping back, both teams' defense surprised. The Chiefs' defense, I think, blew everyone away. Because all I heard leading up to the game last week was how Indianapolis was going to be able to ground and pound and the weather was going to help out Indy, even though they're a dome team. And then all of a sudden, they can't do anything. I mean, every pass that Andrew Luck threw was tipped. And even after that long touchdown pass, I mean, maybe some of it had to do with Phillip Rivers. But I thought the Patriots' defense was just nails for three and a half quarters today. So good, a good sign for both teams' defenses yeah. heading into a big matchup next I, Sunday. I, I don't even know who to give the advantage to, uh, except for that the Kansas City defense 
uh, I mean, really stepped up because they were ranked so b- low. They were just horrible. So what they were able to do against Indianapolis, quite a surprise. But let's be honest. I believe the Chargers have a better offense than Indianapolis. So what the Patriots did, I think, has to be a little bit more impressive. All right, some good stuff coming in on Twitter, so we'll hit it up. And, again, that's at Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show. Roger, I know you like anyone that crushes me. Yeah, so Roger's we'll crushing ahead. you. I love it. I love it, I think. He says, if Plank saw two rats pushing a football with their noses, he'd think it was a riveting football game. Except for the Saints-Eagles, these games were garbage. He's right. I, it is true. You you could, you could re-watch oh yeah. a game and think it was the best thing ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I have no problem with that, Roger. Enjoy baseball, all right? Um, I'll say this much. If you didn't like the Cowboys and the Rams last night, if you didn't enjoy that, what's your problem? I mean, there was fascinating storylines all over the place in that game last night. And the Cowboys, as they've done all season long, you leave them for dead, then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, boom, they're right there. And I still, that that fourth and one play, we can go back and look at it a bazillion times. Uh, I thought he had it. I crazy that he didn't get it but a crazy game and a crazy finish to it as well too with a little scrum between Marcus Peter and Amari Cooper last night I I enjoyed it I I thought it was a lot of fun to watch I never would have thought that the Rams would win um with golf passing like that for under 200 yards and where was it was it with 23 15 um when the Rams had it fourth and one on like the one yard line decided to go for the touchdown they don't make it Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if Dallas comes out, scores, gets the two-pointer, ties it up, Rams lose. Oh, we'd be ripping McVay until he got Social Security. Yeah, that was fourth and one, and I uh, it was fourth and goal at the Dallas one, and there was actually seven minutes left in the game. So you're right, Arnie. They don't get that touchdown. You're oh. talking about a whole different world. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> As as much as everyone has laughed and been able to guffaw all week long on people trying to find the next Sean McVay and how crazy it is, man, give the Rams qu- uh, credit because they did something with C.J. Anderson that no one was able to do this season. He was with, what, three teams before he finally ended up with the Rams, and they just developed a power running game. They ran the football 48 times last night. With the, the, the guy joined the Rams like two days ago. He was eating Cheetos on the couch, I said yesterday, and they just pick him up and boom, look when he gets over 100 yards. Amazing. Can, can I can I go bitter Raiders fan? Yeah, here? yeah, go go Real, please. Just just give me a second, and then to say go get in here, call me down, and we'll get back to your tweets. But the narrative that played out about oh here's another Raider cast off. <laughs> C.J. Anderson was signed by the Raiders whenever Doug Martin got dinged up for one week, and he was inactive for the game, and they cut him right afterwards. So to pretend as if he was some sort of Amari Cooper slash Khalil Mack, who the Raiders dealt, is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Crush Carolina as well. Crush the Ravens for not signing him whenever they brought him in. Crush the Broncos for not bringing him back. I was going to say, I remember him as a Bronco. That's pretty much it. Crush them. I mean, last, oh, another Raider. Oh, here's a, he was with the Raiders. Oh, he, didn't, he wasn't even active for a game. They signed him for one bleeping week when their regular starting tailback was hurt, and you would have thought that John Gruden cut somebody after having, what, a midway point of a 1,000-yard season and was averaging seven yards per carry. I mean, that's more a credit to Sean McVay than anything that's happened so far, that he found a guy who basically had been active in, oh, what, two games maybe this year, if even that, yeah, and brings him on whenever Gurley gets hurt in the final couple of weeks of the season and turns in that kind of performance. I mean, 
bravo. It's almost from a perspective as a Cowboy fan where you just, you know what, you drop your head and you say, we'll get him next year because I don't, well, I mean, I don't know, Arnie. Let's get into after the break if we think the Cowboys are going anywhere after that tough loss last night. All right, we'll get back to your tweets. I'm off my soapbox. DeSager's in here to calm me down. As we I gave DeSager the night off down. yesterday. How about that? I'm such a good guy. Sports yeah, Radio right. Studios. There you uh, then how come oh, thank me off. later, DeSager. Uh, thank me later. Uh, boss, yeah, if I, uh, <laughs> if I got the day off, how, how is it that I was still here anchoring during the day and then left for the Coliseum? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, was exactly. there a problem? I didn't he, know that. He, he doesn't hold the power, he thinks. You mentioned C.J. Anderson, by the way, to have in your first three games with a new team, and that includes last night, 100 yards rushing and a score in all three. That's never happened before in NFL history to start with a new team like that. And as you mentioned, they, they did have Todd Gurley back, uh, back last night. In fact, it was 100 yards rushing and two scores for a postseason game last night. The only Rams that had ever done that were Eric Dickerson and Marshall Falk, and they were both there on the sidelines watching the game. <laughs> so it was a total 273 on the ground last night, and they hold Dallas to 50 yards rushing. In the last 20 years of playoffs, that had not happened to have that much and hold your opponent to 50 yards or less on the ground. It was incredible. So this sets up with the Saints win today. Rematch of Rams at New Orleans. And remember the Marcus Peters quote about Saints coach Sean Payton after they'd lost them. Payton had said, we got the matchup we wanted in the secondary of theirs. And his response, a little wide-eyed, a little crazy. You just tell Sean Payton, stop talking that. We're going to see him soon. Well, they're going to see him soon. He said, keep talking that, I thought. Keep yeah. talking that. Uh, Marcus Peters, I could, I've seen him multiple times in person. Can I just say two things are clearly apparent? One, yeah. he's Ooh. a phenomenal athlete. And two, he's a jerk. <laughs> just, oh, wow. There's no way around it. I mean, he had wow. three run-ins with Amari Cooper last night, one during a timeout, where he yep. purposely went up to the line of scrimmage a half foot in front of his face and arms up when the fans were going nuts because it looked like the game was in hand. He just, I don't know. It's, That's when uh, you got a sneeze in his face. It's something had <laughs> something's gonna happen. Let's just leave Do it. Something at that. like that. And, and it was great uh, ratings for Fox last night. Thirty-three oh. million plus for Cowboys wow. Rams, which is the best Saturday night rating that Fox has ever had for anything. Even that the ratings. You know, we mentioned this seemingly on a weekly basis. For those who doubt NFL ratings, including especially NFL playoff ratings, just dwarf everything else. Even oh, that Colts Chiefs game. A game that, by the way, was 18 first downs to none late in the first half. That still had 29 million viewers yesterday. Mm. It's just silly. It's like this show. Yeah, it's exactly like this show. (laughs) So we're going to have the Chiefs hosting the Patriots next Sunday night in the AFC Championship game. The high in Kansas City next Sunday, 17 degrees. The New Orleans game, of course, will be indoors because they beat the Rams regular season. They'll be hosting the Rams for the NFC title game next Sunday, Fox TV, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rams practicing in Thousand Oaks, north of L.A., by the way. Nothing but rain and winds the next four days in Los Angeles. And, you know, I mentioned it on the earlier show, we couldn't figure out if the Rams actually have an indoor facility because during the wildfires during this past season, they did go indoors, I guess, to a campus gym for a walkthrough, but that's not an actual practice. I don't know where they would practice Uh indoors in Mm. Southern California this week. The New Orleans win was 20-14 over Philadelphia. Saints had trailed 14-0 first quarter. New England's win was 41-28 against the Chargers. It wasn't that close. The Patriots led 38-7 in the third quarter. How often, guys, can you say in a playoff game, in the second quarter, yep, this one's over. 
And this one was over in the second quarter. New England with touchdowns on its first four drives. Tom Brady finished with 343 yards and a score. He was 34 of 44 and was not sacked at all. Two other football notes. The Browns say, or actually NFL Network says, the Browns' new offensive coordinator will be Todd Monken from Tampa Bay and that Steve Wilkes will be defensive coordinator. Quarterback Jalen Hurts from Alabama, ready to transfer, has visited Maryland, Oklahoma, and now Miami, reportedly, this weekend. We'll be back to the show in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And in the late NBA game, Cleveland losers of 12 straight, leading the Lakers in L.A. It was a 10-point advantage a few minutes ago. It's now a five-point lead with about five minutes left. My Lakers. Uh, yeah, no wonder they're losing. Oh, wow. 84-79 over the Lakers. L.A. from three-point range, five of 26 Still without the injured LeBron James and Rajon Rondo, who were both quite healthy enough to be sidelined at the Rams game last night. Ooh, I like it. Thanks to Sager. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Tony Plank on Fox Sports Radio. You're Steve welcome for the day off. In uh, 26 minutes. All right, so let's, uh, let's Wait, can I just Can I just say one thing because uh, on sure. the Patriots? Because they um, um, everybody thinks that they didn't get the number one seed because they lost that wacky game to the Miami Dolphins in Miami uh, on that last play on the kickoff. They really didn't get the number one seed because they cheated. And that's okay. why they didn't get the number one seed, because one of their players was selfish, got busted doing something in the offseason that he shouldn't have been taking, and he got suspended for four games. I don't want to mention Julian Edelman's name. And because of that, they went 2-2 two and two in their first four games. You don't lose to the Jaguars or to the Lions if you have Julian Edelman to start the season. You probably go 3-1, and one, maybe even 4-0. and oh. So that's the difference between them being a number one and a number two seed plank. You don't. So, in other words, you wouldn't look at it from the perspective of still putting yourself in position late to potentially host, and you don't get beat on a crazy hail mary like they did, or I guess a version of yeah. a hail mary. You yeah, look yeah. at it more as Edelman being selfish and missing two games early. In the Why season. am I wrong on that? Is that is that not a, a correct way to look at it? Shouldn't that be bought up? I mean, isn't that something that should be bought up? Or, or no, we just sweep that one under the rug. I don't think you sweep it under the rug, but. I, I I think they went two and two speak. against two teams that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and they they went two and three, losing games to the Steelers, Dolphins, and Titans down the stretch of the season too. So I mean, they had Edelman, and they lost three games in a five game stretch. So again, I, fair to look at it your way. I think you can also look at it from the perspective of yeah, that hail mary cost them the top seed. Playing like dog against the Steelers, whenever <laughs> I think we were in the mode of of bearing them and getting destroyed by Tennessee and Nashville. I mean, they they all kind of come together. Arnie, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say we hold the Patriots to a really crazy high level of expectations. Even if you hate them, like I know you do, like yeah. many out there, even if you're bitter or jealous of them, it's just uh, we expect them to. For I saw I saw Rob Parker today complaining about Tom Brady at halftime. Uh, how can you stop complain it. about stop anything it. that Brady was doing or the Patriots at halftime of this game? You look like a fool. So it's just you got to pause for a little bit and realize they're really good, and this is an incredible run, and it's going to come to an end at some point. Might be this weekend. But listen, I, I'm we with can you, only Arnie. hope. 
you, you can look at it either way. You can say Edelman getting in trouble cost him the top seed, or you can say crazy finish. I don't necessarily know if you're wrong either way. Can I uh, can I knee jerk a yeah, little bit here based on one team that's not in? I was looking, and DeSager brought it up. The TV ratings were insane from last Oof. night, which, again, I think takes us back to the fact that the Cowboys are still king. Fox set a record for the most viewers ever for a Saturday night primetime event. And by the way, that's not game. That's a Saturday night primetime event. More than 33 million viewers tuned in to watch the Cowboys and the Rams, according to Nielsen. That's up a wild 25% rating over last year's game. They also uh, said the divisional round games did our friends at Fox uh, was the most streamed NFL playoff game ever on Fox Digital, breaking the record which was set. A week earlier for the Cowboys and Seahawks. Well, so, it's all Cowboys. I mean, let's let's be yeah. honest. Oh, exactly. Cowboys exactly. made the playoffs finally, so uh, ratings shoot up. It's all about the Dallas Cowboys. There's no doubt. So, I know this pains you as well, too, but let's talk Cowboys for a second, Arnie. Oh. The win over the Seahawks was yeah. Jason Garrett's second playoff win in yes. eight seasons. Well, that's pretty uh, good. And it's, yeah, that's and pretty it's, good. <laughs> it's stayed at two. The Cowboys haven't played in the Super Bowl in 23. Three years. Yeah, just and, a little unlucky. And, you know, you've got big decisions to make on guys like Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott when it comes to long-term contracts. With that said, is it time for the Cowboys to move on from Jason Garrett? No. The, the matter of fact, I, I, I saw on Twitter by one of the uh, local reporters in Dallas saying that they were working on an extension uh, with Jason Garrett. So, uh, look, he got him into the playoffs. They won the division. They won a playoff game. And they had a pretty good showing against the Rams. That's all he needed. He'll be back for another three to four years, and we'll start this thing all over again. As for Dak Prescott, same thing happened. Uh, he got a win. He got a playoff victory. Led him into the win. Uh, led him to winning the division. He now will get his extension and be the quarterback for the next ten years. You'll be stuck with him for you know uh, for life now with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper will also get a long term deal also. So you really don't have much of a choice. Jerry Jones is in a good mood. Cowboys won. Look what Cowboy fans are. They're not even really upset after the Ram game. After they after their team lost, they they feel like there's some type of good future ahead of them. So I don't know I don't know what they're thinking, but they're they're not too upset over their loss. Here's a wild stat that I saw just to kind of play into what you're saying, and I guess in a roundabout way, I agree with you. Since this and this is from Dan Graziano's piece, really well written piece on maybe some some knee jerk reactions after today, and we'll go more in depth on some of these as well beyond just the Cowboys since the start. Of 2016, there are only three NFL teams that have won more games than Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. The Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. Garrett has had four winning seasons and has won three division titles in the past five years. The 2015 season when the Cowboys went 4-12 and is the only season in which the Cowboys under Garrett finished under 500. Things, things seem to be copacetic in the locker room. It sounds crazy to say this. There's not a lot of drama around the Cowboys, so I'm with you, Arnie. Jerry Jones is buying a yacht that cost him as much as buying the Cowboys oh. when he initially invested in it. What a yacht, life huh? is Life is good for him, Cowboy fan. I think that I'm buying what everyone is selling, that it's going to be a long-term extension for Garrett, and the Cowboys will load back up for 2019. And you watch. You watch, Arnie. They're going to be up there with San Francisco, and I'll have to come up with a couple more AFC teams, but it, it depends on where Le'Veon Bell ends up. But I think San Francisco and Dallas are going to be teams that people lose their minds about 
preseason Super Bowl expectations for in 2019. You watch. Mark my word. And, and all I have in. to look, and, and my model for January. my Dolphins is, is is tank for Tua. So I that's all I got to go for for myself there. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, uh, let's dive into some of your tweets. Often ignored, they'll get the attention they deserve next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Crazy. First time since the merger, Arnie, the four highest scoring teams in the NFL will reach the conference championship. Really? So it's all about, remember, I kept asking you, would you rather be in one of those great defensive teams coming into the playoffs or, or good offensive teams? I guess we know the answer now. But it's kind of crazy. It goes back to what we talked about earlier, how the defense of the Chiefs, which has been awful for most of I'm sure most Chief fans would agree. And the defense of the Saints, which has been yeah, good at times, they end up being the difference in both teams being able to move on. I have a hard time figuring out the Rams defense. We might have to we might have to get a guest on to help me understand how they're still bad. Uh, now they were great last night, but if you go back throughout the season, I think Troy Aikman even mentioned it during the broadcast that, you know, in watching some of the film, there were effort issues. And I love Wade Phillips. But, Arnie, how can you struggle with Sue and Donald inside? You get another first-rounder, Dante Fowler, who was playing out of his mind last night. You got Peters and Tlaib at corners. How could they ever struggle defensively? Well, what exactly did you want? I mean, they bottled up Ezekiel Elliott like like nobody's ever bottled him up before. 20 carries on 47 yards. Yeah, Dak had 260 yards passing, but you you can't stop everything. You know, it's like saying, okay, uh, we'll stop Michael Jordan, let the rest of the team beat you. Well, they stopped Ezekiel Elliott. They said, let Dak Prescott beat us, and, and he couldn't do it. Uh, again, like I said, you didn't see it last night, but it's been a conversation that's been had heading in. You never listen to me, I think, is one of the frustrations. I listen to you all show. the time. Um, but I'll tell you this much. It is very it is very interesting now to see teams that have all kinds of talent defensively, and let's see what they do in the biggest game of the year for everybody. So, wait, did, now, it was chalk. It was all chalk. All the... All the top seeds moved on. Was there anything from this weekend, Arnie, as we wrap up our number one, was there anything that surprised you from this weekend? Well, one, as easily as the Patriots won, that surprised me. And two, that even when the Eagles got out to a 14 nothing lead, it took the entire game for the Saints to come back from something like that. It's like that they didn't have an explosive offense to come back against the Eagles. I'm like, okay, 14 nothing. Uh, Saints should have that back in about uh, five minutes. <laughs> they struggled. It was like they were running uphill both ways to to try to get those points back. A couple of quick tweets before we wrap up here this hour. You had brought up how Cowboy fans seem to be all right with losing yeah. in the playoffs. And I think no ID Justin hit it on the head. He said, guys, every Cowboy starter is age 30 or younger. We have reason to feel optimistic despite the loss to the Rams. And you can't help but go back and think, man, if we... boy, I hate to be this guy. I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. Be the guy. If you just got... If you just got one more opportunity, if you just if you had one more opportunity, if you were able to have that stand, it's, we're not looking at the Rams and the Cowboys the way that we looked at the Patriots and Chargers or even the Chiefs and the Colts. I mean, we're looking at. I think so. I mean, they call me crazy. I think the Rams and the Cowboys was 
was a really, really good game. And I thought the indication was that Dallas is going to be just fine. I mean, they don't turn the ball over on downs whenever they can't get a first down on what was it, fourth and one at the Rams 35. And I don't I don't know if you trust your kicker to try to make a 52-yarder there or not. But, I mean, you, you're not able to get a yard with Ezekiel Elliott running up the middle, even though you were incredible on fourth down all night long. Maybe you say you deserve to lose, but I felt positive vibes for the Cowboys going forward, Arnie. How about yeah, you? Yeah, you're feeling positive vibes, huh? are you? You're feeling good about that? I do. You feel, yeah, not? you're feeling good. Or you're feeling good when they were 3-5, and five, for crying out loud, and the only reason I said that they were going to win the division because Washington lost their quarterback because the Giants absolutely stunk out there and Philadelphia was struggling. I mean, what, what are you going to give him credit for? You think all those things are going to happen again next year? I don't think so. Wake up, Dorothy. Annie M's calling. Okay. Cowboys got a big break in that division. That's why they were able to turn it around. Plus, they picked up Amari Cooper. Thank you, Oakland Raiders, for doing that. And, and that's how they were able to turn it around. But that doesn't equate to them keeping it for next year also. Hey, okay, this Amari Cooper that played for the Cowboys in the latter yeah. stretch of the season. Not the same unlike- one that played for the Raiders, different guy. <laughs> was unlike any Amari Cooper we had seen from the time he stepped on the field as an Oakland Raider. From his rookie season to his breakout second season to his last season and a half that was, I mean, abysmal for a guy that's supposed to be a number one receiver. How is hating saying that he's found something almost like a fountain of youth, if you will? I mean... The way that guys would get under his skin, Pac-Man Jones in his very first game jumped on him punched him around a little bit, and the dude folded. You didn't hear from him the rest wow. of the game. Last night, It's that's my point. It's a different guy, Arnie. It's it's amazing when people want to take a it's shot. It's like when you break up with your girlfriend and you actually see her again, and she looks better with right? her new boyfriend than with that's, you. That's what's happened here. <laughs> that's exactly what's happened. You know, may, or, or maybe you talk about, uh, it, I know you like to compare things to relationships, but just for yourself. Yeah. It's like you 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 leave one job and you go to another and suddenly I'm refreshed. I'm regenerated. <laughs> I, rejuvenated. Sorry, can't be regenerated. But I'm re- I, that's what so in other words, maybe part of that is why I feel a little bit better about the Cowboys than you who kind of is giving them a bit of a lucky vibe and their defense is pretty stout man. Chris Richards not going anywhere now as their defensive coordinator. You got Van Der Esch. You got, I mean, I you and I disagree a little bit on the Cowboys, but we shall see how things play out next year. All right, we, we just got started on the tweets. Yes. We just got started on reaction from the divisional round. We've got championship matchups to preview, and we'll do it next with Arnie and Plank and your tweets right here on a busy Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Again, uh, championship Sunday is set. Oh, yeah. All chalk, all chalk. Here's your start times, 3.05 Eastern. Ugh. Rams and Saints, can't believe I have to give Eastern time. And then at 6.40 next Sunday night, yep. it'll be the Patriots and the Chiefs. What? So. By the way, we, did, we didn't bring this up in hour one in the Eagles-Saints mm-hmm. games. What uh, Saint game, what did you think about the choice? Third and ten or fourth and one? Went for the fourth and one and then gave up on the fake punt. Uh, gave up the first down. So I'm not so sure you made the wrong decision. I think I would have gone yeah. fourth and one, and I would have just played uh, played like it was going to be a fake from the start and, and gone from there. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. And then the second one that people were losing their minds about was trying to get a playoff before the two-minute warning. Oh, that was me. I, I lost my, Was that I, you? Because, yeah, you know why? Because each team had one timeout left. 
and you don't mm-hmm. want to score too quickly anyway because if you score and kick the extra point, you're only going to go up by one. So you want to start the process after the two-minute warning uh, so it starts counting down. I, I don't know what they were trying to Plus, you want to be able to talk to your coach for second down. I don't understand why they're hurrying. And then the only the only counter, because I can't disagree with that, obviously, with what played out, the only counter is the ball hit him right in the hands. Yes, I mean, <laughs> right, right. I mean, you couldn't have been a more perfect pass. Right, but yeah, I right. kind of, I understand every single point on that, but those are two very, there, there was a lot of coaching questions that we can ask, but Arnie, again, man, a lot of officiating snafus this weekend. Uh, and it's, some of them they were able to rectify with replay. For instance, <laughs> there was there was arguably the worst. Well, two of the worst calls. Are you, I think are you talking we've about ever the Saints Eagles, where they said it uh, changed possession, <laughs> so it's first down. <laughs> they said he had possessed the ball, and then hey, listen, I'll always stand up for Charles Davis. He's my guy. But while they're going in through the replay and they're talking back to the people at Replay Central. Uh, Charles Davis goes, now, is this a play that they have to challenge or that they can actually replay while the replay is going on? So yes, that was a little right, bit of right, a rough right. look. But with, <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's right in front of you. But, yeah, yes, that was a horrific call. I mean, it wasn't even close to him possessing it. No. And then last night when Dak Prescott was called in the grass oh, of his boy. own well, now, now, from what I understand, when his own teammate – I don't know, whatever you want to call it, put it in a bear hug or help them right. up or, 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 or kept them up. That could be why, because you can't go ahead and keep your guy up like that. That That is a problem. But I, uh, I agree well, with you. It was a horrible call, though. I wish the official just would have come out on a couple of those and said, you know, my bad. Uh, screw that yeah. up. I, th- I thought Inverted whistle. Play again. Do over. Let's have uh, a do over. All right, a little troller's crushing me, so let me get to some of these tweets. By the way, I think there's never been an inadvertent whistle in the NFL, only in the NBA or, or hockey. Oh, I think we've had several inadvertent whistles. Uh, now you watch, you just jinxed it. We're gonna have like three of them coming up this weekend. But wasn't there one in the in the Ravens Chargers game where they didn't allow it in the playoffs? Whenever uh, we thought that uh, one of the Ravens had returned a, a fumble for a touchdown, it's like no, 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 the play had been blown. That we've had a couple. No, of be, being blown. So that's far. different than inadvertent whistle, though. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, let me get some of these tweets before they start yelling at me. Uh, Mike writes, "I'm convinced Arnie is on the Patriots play were a uh, pay." We'll find out tonight at 12.50 Central Time. Thanks for that, Mike. When all he has to say is, my Patriots, and it will be over. America will be happy. The Patriots will never win again. It's all up to the hashtag kiss of death. Let's go. Can you do it, Arnie? Can I you got pick my the Chiefs 37-23 over the Patriots. My Chiefs, no stopping me now. Uh, Eddie writes, the Cowboys acted like they had won the Super Bowl when they beat the Seahawks last week. The only thing that was missing was a Gatorade shower. No, I think well, they did do the Gatorade shower. They may have done that. I, I think they? I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, sure. Fernando, uh, this is this is something we haven't heard very much, but Fernando writes, Alshon Jeffrey blew the game. Let's go Chiefs win it all. Ooh, that's it's kind of cool. So does he start his uh, – Redemption tour? Is he going to be on the Today Show by say Wednesday morning? <laughs> My gosh! Listen, Bears fan, your reaction to Cody Parkey has a lot to do with this. So don't try to act all mad whenever people want to try to make him feel better. You're the one that's treated that dude like crap. So I will. It'll be interesting to see what the Eagles get done here with 
uh, with Alshon Jeffrey. Lil Troller writes, maybe yeah. it's just me, guys, but I don't see Tom Brady and Giselle driving around Vermont antiquing and just happening to hear Arnie's mega 50-watt station spewing out his hatred towards the Patriots. I could be wrong. You never know. We I live in a... Uh... Uh, vacation-type destination in Burlington, Vermont, and Stowe's not far. People go skiing. You, you never know. Uh, if he's going to go up to Montreal, you got to pass right through. I firmly believe that whenever Tom Brady said, everyone thinks we stink, I honestly suck. think that was a shot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone thinks we suck. I honestly think that was a shot at uh, at Arnie. I'm just oh, absolutely. Right 100%. Uh, Ernie, the great opiner, writes, old man Brady sucks so bad he has more career playoff wins than the Dolphins have total wins in the last five years. Also, at one point early in the game, the Patriots had 31 snaps and 16 first downs. That's insane. Do you think that Brady's stats are a little misleading considering out of the 34 completions, uh, 15 of them were to James White? Uh, I I mean – you know, let's be honest. He's just They're just checking down. It's a little misleading, isn't it, or no? Taking what the defense gives you, Arnie. Oh, stop. Uh, here's what Sooner Mike writes. He says, it's been an unreal chalk year in the college football ranks and the NFL. Now, keep in mind, it's chalk until you get to the championship game in the college football playoff because I don't know if the one seed has ever won the national championship. It's either the two or the four. Ohio State, I think, was the four or the three when they won in the first year. But, I mean, this is what, going back to maybe about, what, week 11, this is what we all thought the Final Four would likely look like. Maybe, say, the Steelers instead of the Patriots, but then the bottom fell out uh, of the Steelers. So I think we get the four best teams with the Rams and the Saints next week and the Patriots and the Chiefs. Am I incorrect, Arnie? Well, thank goodness it wasn't the Texans. Oh, thank goodness for that. I I lost my marble. Look what they're doing, 0-3. And look, they turned it around. Oh, my goodness, Deshaun Watson has them going. And thank goodness it wasn't Andrew Luck. I, I could only take so much from that Twitter feed. Which one? The one that makes them sound like some uh, Civil War general or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, 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 just the whole thing. I'm like, you know, who have they really beaten in this streak of theirs? And they just looked absolutely horrible offensively against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs don't have a good defense. And seven of the points came, you know, on the block punt. They didn't really get a touchdown until the fourth quarter. They did absolutely, positively nothing offensively, Arnie. I'll answer that for you. Nothing. You know, I'm I'm trying to put together some thoughts here. Is there anyone that you liked in the NFL this season? I mean, as we as we look at the eight teams we had heading into today, you are into this weekend. You basically seem to hate all eight of them. Is no, there I, anything I, I, you before, like about any of these yeah, teams? Before the season, I liked the Rams. That was that was pretty much it. That out of the eight teams in there, everybody else was garbage except for the Rams. I, I mean, look, we didn't know what we were going to get with the Chiefs. I thought the Colts were going to be the worst team in the NFL. Shows you how much I know on that one. And I didn't think the Patriots were going to be able to win the division again. I was hoping my Dolphins were going to be able to take it. Uh, I, I did think that the Eagles would kind of be back, so I'm not going to say that they were going to be a total bust. And I, I, I didn't think the Saints were going to be bad until they lost that first game against Tampa, and then I wrote them off. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank writes, of course, somebody hacked into Arnie's Twitter account. His password is Dolphins. Is that true, Arnie? Oh, hit the dump button. Don't give out my password. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Panda Man, one more it's to wrap up the segment of tweets. Uh, it's final. Bet the mortgage money. Arnie just jinxed us. It was a great season. Now, if only Arnie could for once be a New England fan. The Spaniard curse has derped, uh, doomed me and Arrowhead faithful. Thanks, Arnie. Hashtag jerk, a jerk. Hashtag love the Patriots just once. Can you do it just wow. once? Wow. Just wow. once. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, when you Google my name now, it comes up kiss of death. I don't know how that happened. I'm, somebody <laughs> sent me a picture of that. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think I think it's what's what's been searched most recently is how that kind of works out. Well done. Well done that when you search Arnie Spanier, the first thing that pops up is Kiss of Death. Yes. I love you all for making that happen. <laughs> now, Arnie, you had brought up the struggles for Nick Foles and the Eagles today. So here's just a little bit more of a breakdown of it. They scored a touchdown on their first two drives. We think they're dominating. Then they go interception, punt, punt, halftime, punt, 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 interception. I, like I said, I try to give credit to the defense, but come on. I mean, in those instances, you got to point the finger somewhere, and it was less than creative play calling, and it was Foles throwing behind guys, missing some open receivers. What happened after the first 14 points? What changed, though? He looked so good in those first two drives. I know that even when they picked off the ball in that first play, I'm like, oh, my goodness, here <laughs> we go. And he looked so good. What was he, like 8-9? and nine? And oh, after awesome. that, yeah. 10 of – uh, like uh, 20, it, it, it's like he all of a sudden the defense clamped out. I, I don't know what happened to Nick Foles. His ratings was horrible. He had two interceptions. He did have the one touchdown, but after that first quarter, it was, it was a whole other game for them, and he was just terrible. I still don't know, though, uh, if we'll see a drive quite like what New Orleans put together on their, what, first possession of the third quarter. The Patriots, excuse me, the Eagles get the ball yeah. to start the second half. I mean, so you kind of think, all right, maybe there's an opportunity here because they held the Saints to a field goal. It's 14-10. to 10. They go three and out. And then the, uh, the Saints go on an 18-play 92-yard drive that eats up 11 minutes and 29 seconds. Arnie, how about this note? It's the longest touchdown drive in the postseason since the 2007 divisional playoffs. Wow. When the then Dallas Cowboys had a 20-play touchdown drive against the New York Giants. And that was pretty much it. The That's Saints- like going to third down every play and picking it up and and our first down, and just keep doing that every time, like going six for six on third downs or something. They had a couple of penalties in there as well, too. They had the uh, holding penalty, which would have tacked on 10 more yards to it. They had another uh, holding penalty that tacked on another 10 yards to it. I mean, right. they, at, at one point in this drive, it was second and 20 and third and 16. And they and picked they were up the first down on that third and 16, which was great. And then they got pushed push back at the goal line. When it was first and 15, and that's when Kamara went around the right side and got him to uh, first and goal from the two, I think. So what Drew Brees was talking about, and we're going to hit the locker room coming up next hour, but uh, about 117 to 118 yards that they ended up having to pick up thanks to penalties on that drive. It was truly, I mean, it was the stuff that playoff football was made of. Now, I know what Vegas says, and it's going to obviously favor the home team, you would think. But, man, i got to give kudos. Two home field environments really, really stood out to me tonight and, and are this week. And obviously a little bit unfair with the Patriots because it got so carried away. But, man, the, the Dome was rocking, Arnie. Oh. And I would hate to have to play in that next week if I'm the Rams. It I, was rocking. i got to tell you, had Drew Brees lost this game, 
I unfortunately would have had to get the keys out and taken them out of the Hall of Fame, unlock the door and <laughs> and taken them out. I'm I'm sorry. He just uh, uh, you know I read a what big game has this guy ever won? And I'm trying to think to myself, I don't know. It better be this one because if he doesn't, we're really going to have a problem. So if if Nick Foles would have driven the Eagles down and won that twenty-one to twenty, you would want to take the all-time touchdown leader in NFL history out of the Hall of Fame or yardage leader, whichever one it is. He's won a Super Bowl, Arnie. I mean, he, he's won a big game. I don't don't make me go to Twitter on this because I promise you, had they lost that game, Twitter would have been on my side. You know that. It, it, Oh, okay, well let's let's take a break and let me try to wrap my arms around this. No, you. I mean, you. Let, let's be honest. I mean, is is this guy? He, he's he's won a Super Bowl, but you know, come on now, it's been far and few between here. This guy's been in the league like a hundred years. He's been here since what two thousand one. Let's you know, let's let's get some playoff victories here. You got to get more than one. He, let's debate this when we come. Wow. Back. You're telling me that if they would have lost today, you would have been trying to question the greatness I would have had to of defend Drew Brees. Them. It would have had to defend them like crazy about, hey, you know, this guy, how many big games is he going to lose? Why, right, you don't well, think there would have been a question? You don't think it would have hurt his legacy had they I lost would, today? I would truly hope not. because Really? That's insane. But really? then again, what am I what am I talking about? What am I talking about here? People are crushing Tom Brady when they're up <laughs> what 35 to 7 at the half and asking what he's done. So you're probably right. We'll get into it next with Arnie and Plank from the Geico Fox Sports Radio uh, Studios here on a Fox Football Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Buy or sell coming up here in just a bit. Wow, lots on Twitter. Lots on Twitter. Hit me up with some of it. What's caught your eye here during the break? Uh, Mike said, did Arnie say he lives in a vacation destination in Vermont? There are two types of people vacationing where he lives. People in the witness protection program and the people that are trying to hunt them down. (laughs) That is from Mike out there. (laughs) I I do kind of like this from Tavares, and I hope I'm saying that right, bro. He said, don't you ever love the Patsies. I will hate you for life. So, see, now even the Patriots fans are kind of worried about you a little bit turning on them. Uh, This is pretty good from Paul before we get into buy or sell. I'm an Auburn fan, and I'll say it. Cody Parkey is pathetic. When Scott Norwood missed his field goal, he had too much pride to go on a pity tour, and Parkey's kick was a billion times easier to make than Norwood's kick was in 1991. Wow, that's a long time ago. And Tony, Arnie, it's... I don't know what he wrote. Drew Brees, he's, I don't know what he wrote earlier here. He's making the Hall of Fame if the Saints didn't make the playoffs this year. Wow. You know, I got to say, if you're going to tell me, give me the Super Bowl line there, right? Is that what you did? Is that what you threw at me? You, you threw the Super Bowl line at me? Is that what you did, Blank? Yeah, he won a Super Bowl line. Okay, then don't you dare shut the door on my, my boy Eli Manning then, right? I'm not shutting the door on Eli Manning. Oh, I think no. Eli not, a Hall of oh, Famer. you rip him like he's nothing. And everybody wants to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. He doesn't deserve it. Hey, he got lucky two times. I, I think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. I think it's pathetic yeah. to even have that conversation. Damn right. He, uh, and not well. And again, let's let's remember, Drew Brees is not only a Super Bowl champion, but he was the MVP. He's a twelve-time Pro Bowler, yeah. and he does have the NFL record for most career passing I don't know if yards you know and this. completions. I am. I'm a, a Pro game. Bowler too. I think everybody's a Pro Bowler. I don't know if you know that. I mean, you you, you really are going to stay. You're going to die on this mountain that Arnie. Just don't give me the Pro Pro Bowler Bowler. stuff, please. Look, he's a great quarterback, no doubt, but you can't lose a game like this. They were down 14 nothing, and he couldn't move the ball. And I'm saying to myself, okay, here we go again. It's it's happening all over again. But he, he, he pulled it out. We'll see what he does next week. Hey, Eric, there's a good little hot take promo if you want to replace all the uh, everyone wants a good-looking coach promos. You can have Arnie <laughs> talking about if Drew Brees lost that he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame right now. I don't now. want the studio to, you know, the uh, the, the mad mob to be to track us down. <laughs> who's, They're going to come here, this, not Vermont. Who's this Eric you speak about, Plank? That's our producer, Eric Oh, Roberts, we have a producer. Arnie. Get yes. out of here. Back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. One? He's been there for a couple of years with a years? very uh, – uh, with a very fired up Bobo after not only Bobo was there last night. Did you know that 
He was in the Coliseum, first NFL game to watch wow. the Cowboys and the Rams, which wasn't him. By, by the way, I, I only got one environment that was amazing, uh, and obviously Arrowhead's always great, so I don't need to build up Chief fans' egos. You get it, you know. Yeah, but they man, get it because they, they've had so much success in Kansas City in the playoffs. But go ahead. Arnie, they won a game. Why do you do this now? Because I, I had to throw they were 0-6 before the game. I, they bring it back to earth a little bit. Uh, they're not coming back to earth. Are you? Do, do you not? Do you not realize what's happening? The past versus the present. It's the Chiefs and the Patriots this weekend. You're right. But, and I'm uh, picking the Chiefs, so I got to at least let them feel good that? about themselves. But no, no, no. Real quick, before you get that, was an awesome atmosphere in L.A. last night. Now I think the fact that the Cowboys were playing and it made it because there are a lot of Cowboy fans there. And if you ever, if I'm the Rams or the Chargers and I play the Raiders or the Cowboys at home, I'm worried about the ratio of fans during the regular season. But dude, what a great environment that ended up being last night. It did, and in yeah. the field. Kudos to the grounds crew in Los Angeles because if I'm to understand correctly from all of the reports I watched, uh, it rained all day, and they covered the field and were the sidelines a little bit of a mess, you bet, but that field looked to be in great shape. So should be fun. Weather won't be an issue in New Orleans, obviously, inside the Dome, but what would you say? Somewhere around 20 degrees this weekend in Kansas City, so Ooh, that should be fun. 17 degrees, Sunday. yeah, nice and chilly. Uh, it uh, shouldn't be uh, an advantage for anybody. They're both used to it, so we'll see what all happens. Right. So with that said, let's dive into buy or sell quickly, and we'll carry it over into the next segment after Steve's update. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank had brought this up a little bit earlier, so I do want to revisit it just a bit. Buy or sell, Arnie, that as much, and listen, I know everyone's going to look for a reason to hate on the Patriots, but as much as we want to give credit to the Patriots, buy or sell that a lot of fingers need to be pointed at one Philip Rivers for his performance today. I'll get to the clarification of UCLA Dodger Frank's post, but was this more about just Rivers not being able to get it done in the big game for the Chargers? Um, I think it's more, and I hate to say it, I think it's more the Patriots. I mean, when you get to a 35-7 lead, that did hurt me. It hurts me very much. When you lead 35-7 at halftime, it's, you know, and it's not like Philip Rivers was, was throwing pick sixes or anything. You've got right. to look at the defense, uh, and you've got to see that they're not doing anything. The Patriots were just carving right through them. So, no, I, I couldn't put it all on Phillip Rivers. That defense was atrocious. Uh, now, with that said, I do want to clarify from his tweet in which uh, in which Frank said it wasn't Philip Rivers or the terrible defense or the cold weather or the early start time or Coach Anthony Lynn's game plan that cost the Chargers, guys. It was Arnie Spanier's kiss of death. Did you? Wow. You did pick. Well, of course he picked the Chargers. But I picked the Chargers the last week and they won. I mean, give me some credit for that. You did? You yeah. did. And that was on the road, too. Yeah. So that was their first loss on the road. Hey, uh, buy or sell, Arnie, that Michael Thomas has emerged as maybe the best receiver in the National Football League. Wow, he is good, isn't he? You love him, don't Something you? Else. Like, oh, my gosh. Wait, is, is there. He is just. I mean, I just love him, and he had a good game today. You would have thought when he had like double-digit receptions, I think he had like 12. Yeah, um, he had 12 for 171. That the Saints have to score more than 20 by accident, don't they? I, right, yeah. I, I just I, I, I couldn't believe it, and so I was a little surprised why the Saints didn't have more points than that. But, yes, I, I, do, I am buying that. Yes, give me all that. I'm buying that stock. He is just absolutely phenomenal. I love the guy. He had that touchdown catch that he made too was incredible. Yeah. He had an Eagles defender draped all over him, mm. even had a hand in there, and he made the catch. All right, then one more quick one uh, before we get to Sager in here. Buy or sell, Arnie, 
Andrew Luck is overrated. I am buying that. I'm, you know, because when they won that streak of, what was it, nine in a row or whatever it turned out to be, it wasn't like they were playing the best of teams. Yes, they beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys were coming off that emotional win against the Saints. Look, I give them a lot of credit for what he pulled on off, but, you know, all this, they're the next dynasty, and oh, watch out for, for the Colts and Andrew Luck. That, no, no, no. That now, now I've got to say he's overrated because you put him on, on such a high pedestal. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, all right, let's get let's get into buy or sell as it pertains to next week's matchup. But first, Steve DeSager is in the house to make sure we're caught up on everything taking place. What's going on, Steve? One great thing about the Rams field last night is to remember when the Packers visited midseason that because they're, they were painting the end zones after a Saturday night USC game for the Sunday yeah. afternoon Rams, and it didn't quite work because they had so much fog in and the paint couldn't dry. And so you kind of had the USC color underneath and the Rams yes. trying on the top, and it yep. kind of looked like uh, somebody's psychedelic dream. So it was better <laughs> than that, even with the, as you mentioned, awful, uh, well, what would have been awful field conditions had they not had the tarp on all morning yesterday. Uh, and yes, Bobo was there, and he could back me up that by the fourth quarter, you would think it was 70% Rams fans in the Coliseum wow. with all the yellow hankies flying around and the Rams feeling, I mean, they had, it wasn't over by then, but they were feeling good at that point. I tried at the beginning of the game to get a, a gauge of what percentage of Cowboys fans versus Rams. It was hard because in the distance, it was a lot of white jerseys. You couldn't tell who yeah. was who. Uh, as for New Orleans, they will be hosting the Rams next Sunday, the NFC Championship game, because New Orleans won at home today. L.A. native Michael Thomas with 12 receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted with 16 passes today as the Saints came back and beat a six-seed Philadelphia, 20-14. to So the defending champs are out. Saints were down 14-0 first quarter and still won at New Orleans running backs. 124 yards rushing, while the Eagles running backs, 13 carries, 37 yards. Drew Brees, by the way, now 6-0 in New Orleans in playoff games that are there. New wow. England beat the Chargers 41-28. New England lead third quarter was 38-7. Patriots with TDs on their first four drives. Next Sunday night, AFC Championship game, Patriots at Chiefs. And guys, it's a high of 17 degrees in Kansas City next Sunday. Oh. It's a night game, so it might be 15 or less than that. But it's supposed to be sunny there next Sunday. The snow is due to be Saturday, not on game day, at least according to the weather forecast seven days out. The Browns' new offensive coordinator will be Todd Monken from Tampa Bay with Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinator, according to NFL Network. In the NBA late game, Cleveland, which had lost 12 straight, beat the Lakers in L.A. 101-95. Earlier wins. Yeah, that's why they lost. Golden State and Denver with wins. Toronto won in double overtime. Milwaukee with a victory. A golf win for Matt Kuchar in Hawaii. Maria Sharapova swept her first rounder at the Australian Open. Six love, six love. That's underway. We'll be back to the show in 10 seconds, but first a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Arnie Spanier, Chris Plank, as we talk about not only the NFL, but I'm sure the (laughs) Murray News, football or baseball. It reminded me, Arnie, of one of the guys that you said went to your high school, Jay Schrader, who was drafted even higher than Murray in the baseball draft, top five. 
and went to play baseball first four years in the minors while playing UCLA uh, quarterback, but he never got, got past a ball. And no, then no. he went to the NFL after his four years in the minor league, had a decade in, in the NFL. I will say this. Thanks, Steve. Um, I I don't think anyone truly knows anything about what Kyler wants or what Kyler is going to do. And I'm saying that as someone who has covered him for the three years that he's been here in Norman. And uh, just, I, I guess we'll get into this here real quick. There's reports uh, from a Dallas TV station yeah. that said that he's asked for $15 million. I don't believe that. Uh, the one thing that I do believe is that Major League Baseball has worked with the A's to try to convince him that he needs to play baseball and that he should come because I think they get uh, what kind of marketing boon it could be for the for the for the league and I think they get how big it would be for the A's and I've said this Arnie I was on with uh, I was on with Bucky Brooks and I was on with Mark yesterday Mark Willard and I said this and I believe it and I stand by it. I don't think he's going to make up his mind until he truly has to. No one's talking about the report that he's enrolled in classes to start on Monday. And I think that's a pretty big deal. No one's really brought up how it's not official that he's entered the NFL draft. There's just people that saw the report that the A's think he's going to enter the draft and say, oh, he's going into the draft. There, there's a couple guys that uh, listen on Sunday nights that have constantly tweeted me these updates. I, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to it right now. He's listening to a pitch from the A's. He wants to play football in the NFL. He really wants to try to do both. But, Arnie, I think the only way he can truly do both as a quarterback is to play baseball and then come back to college. Now, help me on, on why is it so important, and I know baseball obviously wants to go and have the PR hit here or, or you know, to go ahead and, and show everybody, you know, to promote the game. But from what I understand, he's, what, a good defensive player? And, you know, is, is he not going to hit for power? I don't know if he's going to translate it to being a big star for Major League Baseball. Am I wrong about that, Chris, or what? Uh, I don't know how he's going to translate in baseball because he really only had one good year. And I, I would say that if you don't think he can hit for power, I think he's he's got that. I think he can do that. He's an incredible defender who's just learning how to play the outfield. He had been a, an infielder in high school. And someone, once he started playing at Oklahoma, said, bro, you're too fast to play the infield. So they put him at left field. Then they shifted him to center this year, and he just took off. I mean, there was... Arnie, there were line drives that you thought were down for triples, and there he is catching them like they're just okay. So you can catch the ball, that's fine, but you need a heck of a lot more. You know, you you better be swinging the bat well, and I don't know how well he does that. And guys, I looked it up earlier tonight, just randomly, who was ninth overall pick five years ago? How their how's their career going? Austin Meadows, who was a Pittsburgh property, as I recall, it's taken him five years. To AAA, he had a good year in AAA this past wow. year, and that's five years hence. Wow. And I, I totally agree, Chris, about the money. That Even ESPN has backed off that silly story yeah, that he demanded $15 million. The one I truly respect on this story is the one who's covered the A's for years and years in the Bay Area, Susan Slosser, tonight yep. saying her source from the meeting with the A's today that Murray has not made any monetary demands that the meeting today was just exploring ways to ensure his baseball figure uh, future because they want him, but certainly no dollar figure presented by the player or by his reps. And it doesn't mean that he would have to give away his signing bonus now. It's just that next month yeah. there are two things they're pressing. Next month there's both the NFL Combine and spring training. Mm. And also the deadline is midnight tomorrow night for declaring for this NFL draft. Arnie, where are you getting that he can't hit? Did you ever have you watched him hit? Yeah, I, I, well, I saw the highlights. I haven't seen his games though. I, I I've seen Dude, some he of can the highlights. Rake. 
he can rake. I, I mean, if you look at him, oh, he's small, he's a punch in Judy. The, this is why the A's want him so bad. You know who they compare him to? Ricky Henderson. I mean, that's the kind of, I don't, and I think it's unfair to compare anyone to him, but he can, he still bases, which is kind of a lost art in baseball. The dude slugging percentage this year was almost 600. Wow. So, I mean, he can absolutely I, rake. You know what I'll do if he plays baseball? You know, I'm out here for the, uh, you know, Vermont Lake Monsters, right. which is owned by the Oakland A's. If he plays for them, I'll be his billet family. And he could just stay because they always look for billet families. <laughs> there you for go. the players to stay at their house. He could stay at my house. Yeah, that's it. And what, what would be wrong with that? Like What's junior hockey. That? Exactly. Like junior hockey. By that, the way, no, if, they do that. The players do stay. That's right. Yeah. So I'll let him stay at my house. And uh, my wife will cook for him, and she's a lousy cook, but so yeah. what? Well, and uh, right. I'll say, hey, Kyler, get out of here. Dead or die. Right. Heisman right. winner injured in home accident. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can see this now. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, if uh, he never plays baseball, of course, he would have to return the signing bonus. But this really does put potentially the A's in a bind because they not only spent the first round pick on him, they already signed him. It's not like when you draft a guy and, oh, we couldn't sign him, he went to college anyway, we can get a compensatory pick next summer. The A's would get no compensation pick at all this coming summer. They'd be out on that. Which is why, again, as we sit here uh, approaching the end of hour two, I challenge everyone that will see a headline that says Murray asked for this or, or Kyler's going to – don't believe anything. Then why the big change of heart? Dude. Because obviously the A's took him because they felt good that he was going to go play baseball. Why, why the change Well, the of agent heart? was saying that. Boris was saying that. And now there's far more leverage and a chance of increased money with the players saying, you know, I, I am interested in baseball. I don't think, and and I'll and I said this. Uh, Mark Willard asked me this yesterday. He goes, "Do you think he saw what Baker Mayfield did as the number one pick, and that encouraged him to to think I could do the NFL?" No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think the moment that Kyler Murray stepped on a football field, whenever he was a freshman at Texas A and M, he thought he could play in the NFL, and he thought he could play Major League Baseball. Yeah, and I and I just think that's the kind of confidence that he's always had, and he now has an opportunity to maybe do it. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but again, don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. Uh, Sager is right. If it comes from Susan Slusser, that's a good f- source right there. That's the person that you want to believe on A's stuff. And her report has always been the A's believe he's going to the NFL draft. That's why I think they got together a group to meet with him today to say, all right, if football's what you're going to do or what you want to do as well, how can we keep you as part of our organization and get you in our mind? And contractually, system? how do we work this out? How do you go to the combine? We want you at spring training mid-February. Is he, is he like, better than Russell Wilson? Wasn't Russell Wilson a big base? He didn't hit in the minors, so he was a baseball Oh, but baseball every year guy. he goes back to mess around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the same thing. That's not a top 10 draft pick. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, you're talking about a top 10 pick. And, again, we, we could do this all night long, but it's not unprecedented in Major League Baseball, those, though usually it's a guy that didn't like the contract that he got, you know, the Mark Apples of the world, and I think there's a couple of other pitchers here recently who end up going back to either uh, college or play in a semi-pro league before they can get drafted again. So it's not unprecedented in Major League Baseball, but it will be interesting to kind of see what decision is made over the next 24 hours. And again, schools start uh, second semester starts at Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah. So if, if, if he's enrolled, then there's a pretty good chance he might try to play college football Unbelievable. again. Also will be interesting to follow that on the Jalen Hurts. Why would he do well that, too. though? Why would he go back to Oklahoma? It might be his best choice chance to play both sports. 
might be his only chance. Uh, because if you turn pro as a quarterback, yeah, I don't think you can play baseball as well, too, with the demands on a quarterback. And I don't know if anyone would take you in the first round like he feels like he would be if he just focused on football. But listen, we can talk – I. I've talked about this for a week, Arnie. We can talk about it all night long. We Is that why Khalil Tate didn't transfer to Oklahoma? Because he felt that uh, Murray wasn't going to go? I don't know. Uh, but I'll say this much. Jalen Hurts visited Oklahoma, and there's a lot of thoughts that he may transfer here as well, too. So I don't know if, it, if, if that much or if Kevin Sumlin just did a great sales job in keeping Tate at Arizona. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, uh, DeSager's going to slide in and get some of these tweets on the Kyler Murray saga and preview conference championship weekend in the NFL right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. As Steve DeSager rolls into studio with Arnie and Plank, I got to dig this, what's happening on Twitter right now. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll give you each side of this Kyler Murray conversation. Like Our buddy Paul tweets in and says, Murray should pick the NFL. He could still be abysmal like Blake Bortles and cash in on a huge second contract. Top 10 MLB picks getting out of the minors are 50-50 at best. And then there is Mr. Wonderful. I don't even Wonderful. know if they're 50-50 at best, to be honest with you. You're right. It might be yeah. less than that. Mr. Wonderful writes, Murray is 5'9", 180. Bro, he ain't 5'9". He might be like 5'8". Yeah. But 5'9", 180. If I owned a team and my GM even suggested drafting him in the first round, I'd fire his ass on the spot. So there's the two different kind of theories. Yeah, forget about what he's done on the football field, though. Let's not right. pay any attention to that, though. He played in a conference that played no defense. Yeah, because, you know, there's so much defense being played in college football right wow. now. Wow. All right, DeSager, where do you want to get after wow. it on this uh, an beautiful ad, Sunday? It was about, uh, what, $6 million plus signing bonus with the Oakland A's? The, it was the maximum you could give, I think, right? You uh, could get that signing bonus in the NFL draft going 23rd, 22nd overall this past year, not top 10, just for I the told, record. I told you guys midseason, and everyone laughed at me and tweeted at me, dude's a first-round pick. When the NFL guys get their hands on him, it'll be, oh, he's too short, he's too this, he's too that, but nobody was talking about Baker Mayfield being the number one pick in the draft this time yeah. last year. I'm just telling you, they'll fall in love with his athleticism. Sorry to say, girl. go that, ahead. Man. That's just fine. We have at chalk, as uh, people have mentioned, in the NFL playoffs this weekend, New Orleans top seed advanced and will host the NFC title game. You know... Five straight Super Bowl winners have been one seeds, according to Stats Inc. And in mm. fact, if you go in these Super Bowl matchups the last five years, so that's ten teams total, nine of the ten. That <laughs> so it's wow. there's there's something afoot here. Let's just put it that way. you'd have to go back back to 2013 to find a team that actually had to play a road playoff game that wound up the Super Bowl winner. And so what do we have this year? We have a dome team yep. that wins the one seed. And gets to play nothing but Dome games. Well, a week off, and then Dome game in New Orleans today. They get to host in the Dome in the rematch with the Rams next week. Why? Because they beat the Rams head-to-head in the Dome in the regular season. They both finish 13-3. and The tiebreaker is that head-to-head. Right. And then the Super Bowl's in a Dome, in the Georgia Dome this year. So it's going to go through Breeze and this indoor team. And Drew Brees in indoor games, and he played plenty, not only the home schedule, but they played in a dome at Atlanta, Minnesota, Dallas this year. 
76% completions in his dome games. Wow. 26 touchdowns, only three interceptions, three picks in 10 games in domes this season, and that includes sitting out the home finale, so something to keep in mind. Jeez. And he wound up with over 300 yards passing today as they came back and beat Philly 20-14. to It's got to be mentioned, those two scoring drives, not only the long one, but first half, New Orleans 12 plays 79 yards, and then their only other touchdown today was that 18 play 92 yards that went about 11 and a half minutes. So the Eagles offense, after the early 14-0 lead, Eight drives, just seven first downs for Philadelphia. Yeah. Nick Foles was horrible, but I again let's uh, let's give Philadelphia's defense credit too. They 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 did the let's bend but not break, and that's exactly say we'll take everything you give us. Eighteen play drive, that's insane. It came down to two minutes to go, and the miss with Jeffrey that you've talked about, oh. and well, twenty to fourteen, the Eagles are out. So still, the last Super Bowl champ to repeat was two thousand four New England. And the running backs comparison, Eagles 13 carries, 37 yards. Yeesh. New Orleans running backs 124 yards rushing. Mm. So not as bad as when the Eagles got killed in November with Carson Wentz throwing three picks. That was 48-7. to seven. Here the early lead and then almost no offense well, after that. Thank goodness the Eagles are out. That's all I can say. You say that about every team. It's every just fill team. in the blank. Every single team <laughs> you say well, the that about. the aren't in it. What do you want me to do? Uh, and I'll repeat that Drew Brees, when the playoff games are in New Orleans, he's 6-0 and in the postseason in his career. So Fox TV, 3 p.m. Eastern time next Sunday, New Orleans hosting the Rams. In that early November game, Saints beat the Rams 45-35. That was part of a 10-game yeah. winning streak the Saints had this season. The Rams had been 8-0 until that game. In the November game, the Rams were down before halftime 35-14. Yeah. Actually tied it up in the fourth quarter, but Drew Brees wound up with four touchdown passes and no sacks, and uh, New Orleans won it. Tom Brady today, a lot of quick passing, plenty of completions, half to running backs, it seemed, but no sacks. They couldn't get to Do you to need him. time off next weekend for to go to the game? Or oh, it's not going to be. Uh, <laughs> Nothing in L.A. LA. No, I'm just <laughs> They fine. should send you to the game, though. They should send you to, uh, to New Orleans. Not that I would ask you for time off, wow. as if you have any power around here. Hey, come on, our Rams. Let's stick together. <laughs> well, there's the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far so as done. the quick passing from Brady today, and they beat the Chargers 41-28, history will show as the final score. Don't be fooled. It was not that close. Uh, Brady with the short passing, it just I was reminded all first half of Belichick's comments about most teams don't have a pass rusher like the Chargers have, and they have two. Yep. So they yep. did everything in their power to have the shortest, quickest passes, and boy, straight down the field, drive <sighs> after drive. Absolutely perfect. Work to perfection. Horrible. Great stuff, DeSager. When we come back next hour, let's hit the locker rooms. And, of course, everyone's counting down to when Arnie picks against the Patriots yet again here on Fox Sports Radio. Was Tom Brady calling out Arnie Spanier? You bet he was. We'll give you the tape coming up in moments. Final hour. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio live, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Here's what it sounded like post-game on the field. AFC yeah. Championship game, and it's a rematch against Kansas City. This time, though, in Arrowhead. What can we expect from that one? It'll be a good game. They're a good team. And uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck and, <laughs> you know, can't win any games. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Direct shot at you, Arnie. Yeah, absolutely, because nobody, no radio station in Boston uh, goes after Tom Brady. I mean, they're afraid to. You can't do that. You get fired if you do something like that. So it's got to be somebody like me. 
How about a crazy stat from today's game? Something happened today that even Jerry Rice didn't accomplish as a receiver. Jerry Rice, Arnie, never had 12 receptions in a postseason game. James White becomes the first player in postseason history with at least 12 receptions in multiple games. Of course, he did it in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, and he did it against the Chargers. So James White, 12 well, with 12 plus or more, you said, right? Yeah, Jerry Rice never did it. Michael Thomas said 12, and he'll have 12 next game. Well, then there you go. You'll have someone that'll time up. Of course, that was post the Patriots game, so add Michael Thomas to that list. Meanwhile, there have been 14 rushing touchdowns in the divisional round. That's tied for the most in a single round in postseason history. How about that? 14 rushing touchdowns in the divisional round, tied for the most in a single round of postseason history. And by the way, since we're on notes, we brought this up in the first hour. I think it bears repeating because we all love the narrative that the NFL is dying and TV ratings are down, and that just got smashed to, as Mike Tyson would say, Bolivia so far this year. Uh, Fox set a record for the most viewers ever for a Saturday night primetime event. More than 33 million viewers Mm. tuned in to watch the Cowboys lose to the Rams. That's according to Nielsen. And then how about this? Even though the Colts-Chiefs game was a blowout, it delivered nearly 30 million viewers, Arnie. 29.1 million viewers, which was up 7% from last year. Uh, It peaked, by the way, at 32 million viewers between the Colts and the Chiefs. But why up 7% from last year? That's a big jump up, and it doesn't go up 7% every year. You can't expect something like that. So were the ratings down last year then? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. That was the storyline last year. No, I know know that, but we had stopped with the whole are you taking a knee thing, but I thought by the time the playoffs came around. Uh, I also think a lot of it has to do – Boy, I, I almost have to give up on one argument, I think, with the way we're calling games now. They've allowed the offenses to be a little bit more of the story, even though defenses played a key role, especially in that Chiefs-Colts game and the way the KC defense played. But I I think people are kind of falling for the offense. What's the old Fox uh, promo they used to have for baseball? Chicks dig the long ball? Yeah, of course. I, I, I think this is all about people loving what Patrick Mahomes is doing in KC you know, KC's not a, a tiny market. It's not a major market. But, I mean, I don't know, Arnie, am I giving too much credit to kind of Mahomes mania that maybe you get a few people that are tuning in to see what this dude's all about? Well, they, they want to see an offensive explosion like you did the first time around. It was 43-40. By the way, the over-under immediately opened up, I think, at 59.5 and dropped down to 57.5 in that Patriots-Chiefs game. So, uh, the Sharps jumped right on that and said, no, 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 no. There'll be no such thing as a lot of points like that. I'm, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm, I'm on their side on that one. Oh, you're thinking about, uh, Arnie, life's too short to play the under. Are you thinking about playing the under in that No, no, game? no. The, Shar- the, the oh. Sharps are oh, playing okay. the under. That's why I went from 59 to 57. Uh, or 59 and a half to 57 that dropped like two and a half points. I think it's going to actually go over. It might not be a, over by a lot, but I think it's going to go over. Uh, And by the way, there's still a lot of fallout from that Eagles game today and uh, the tough drop from Alshon Jeffrey and kind of how the reaction has been to that. Scott brings up a really, really good point. If Aguilar would have looked for the ball, Alshon's drop, although horrible, 
may have meant nothing, go birds. And listen, you know, you you find yourself whenever you have a play like that, Arnie, looking at a thousand plays from a game, even though there's not a thousand plays. But you look at every single play, it's, oh, if that doesn't happen, maybe it's a much different story. Uh, if your offense doesn't go into a shell after its first two drives, if uh, maybe Nick Foles doesn't throw an interception on your third drive, well, you, you could look at a thousand if different things. If he doesn't things, try to but, force it with the, the two minutes left in two, the in, right. Why was he trying to hurry up? I don't understand. I get another playoff before the two-minute warning. What good does it do, though? It it did him no good whatsoever. One, two, you could speak to your coach. Three, it's better when you're running the hurry-up offense when the defense is in disarray and doesn't know what the heck is going on. Well, uh, that kind of falls into that category, right? The defense being in a little disarray. They got up to the line, got a play going. Hit the guy right in the hands. I, I'm with you because there was there was two major coaching questions from the game uh, involving the Saints and the Eagles today. Number one was Doug Peterson declining what was that a holding penalty yeah. that put the Saints in fourth and one. Then they went for it with Taysom Hill, or they they went with a fake punt with Taysom Hill and got the first down where they could have had it third and long. Though the Saints weren't having any problem picking up third and longs at one point. And then, of course, the decision to kind of hurry up and try to get one more play before the two-minute warning. Uh, And then Paul writes from our buy and sell saga from earlier today on Twitter, at Plank Show, that's me, Arnie's at Stinking Genius One, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Arnie writes, and excuse me, Paul writes, and I think Arnie's going to love this, sell the Patriots. I don't care how much they win. They are the most boring team in all of sports. It's like watching a snail crawl across a driveway, which is actually a higher form of Wow, I feel like I'm watching the San Antonio Spurs win a championship. But, I mean, it's still pretty incredible, and you can hate it all you want, but the TV ratings aren't – well, I guess we'll see the TV ratings from that. But, yeah. I mean, you got to kind of – I don't want to say you have to enjoy it, but you got to respect it, don't you? I'll respect it until they lose to Kansas City, and then we'll be done with this nonsense, and, that, and then we'll just move on. Oh, but are you prepared, Arnie, for all of the passing the torch conversations that we're oh, going yes. to have this week? Yeah. Right. Oh, what are you kidding me? I, well, I mean, it's going to be once the Patriots lose, Tom Brady's going to be on the way out. When are <laughs> they going to start looking for their next quarterback? Is it going to be in 2020, 2021? Get Tua, get Lawrence. What are they going to do? Is Belichick going to go out with Tom Brady? And and the whole thing will start all over again. Uh, so let's play a couple of knee-jerk games, uh, shall we? And this is involving some of the teams who are out of the playoffs. We talked a little bit about the Cowboys in hour number one. If you missed it, you can find it on our podcast at foxsportsradio.com. But a few knee-jerks and some overreactions, maybe yeah. even from the teams that lost. Is it fair to say... Even though he's 37 years old, after the beatdown that Phillip Rivers and the Chargers took today, Arnie, that Phillip Rivers will never win the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, tough one, right? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. I'm not, I'm not going to say never going to win the Super Bowl because they're going to play in the AFC. And I still think that, you know, Tom Brady's days are over sooner than later, obviously. So, uh, and well, the so same thing could be said for Phillip Rivers, but. Uh, you know, the way they played, it just shows you that they'll be around for a while. And, again, I think it's easier to come out of the AFC. I'm going to say, no, I'm not buying that. I think the Chargers okay. will go ahead and get back to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they've got an opportunity as well, too. They Outside of Phillip Rivers at 37, I mean, they 
do have some incredible young talent on their defense. You look at Derwin James. He's become kind of the prototypical safety in the NFL with Bosa and Ingram on each side. Oh, by the way, Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams aren't going anywhere. Keenan, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole roster. but I would have the Chargers the second favorite to go to the Super Bowl next year in the AFC. Can't argue with it too much. Yeah. Can't argue with it too much. We'll see what their coaching staff looks like. And, yes, I get it. They play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, but still. They're not going anywhere. All right, then the other team that lost today, and by the way, these are uh, from, I'll make sure I give proper credit here, uh, Dan Graziano, ESPN.com, had thrown some of these questions out. I pose them to you, Arnie. Knee-jerk reaction from the teams that lost today. Nick Foles has thrown his last pass as a Philadelphia Eagle. Yes, unfortunately he has. There's no way you could bring him back. The future for the Philadelphia Eagles is Carson Wentz, and rightfully so. He's younger and, you know, unfortunately, he's going to have a lot of pressure to duplicate what Falls did. If this guy never wins a Super Bowl, boy, they'll be talking about that till the cows come home. And Nick Falls is going to move on somewhere else. Uh, they're already starting the Giants rumors right away. But, yes, he has thrown his last pass for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and, by the way, if you're just wondering numbers-wise, uh, it's $20.5 million. And I don't think that it makes any sense whatsoever to have a backup making $20.5 million. Uh, it's a mutual option for 2019. So even if the Eagles did pick it up, they I mean, they really couldn't trade him anywhere <laughs> either without hurting themselves. So uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see who is on him. And you mentioned the Giants for some reason – Mike Freeman tweeted this. There's this infatuation with him going to Oakland. I don't think Nick Foles is going anywhere where he has to necessarily battle for it. I could see him going to Jacksonville, Arnie, where he thinks that he can start. I don't see him going anywhere where there's an established starter. And, I mean, it, I mean, Eli's still established in New York? Oh, no, don't tell me that. That no? means that okay. means the Dolphins are going to have to get Bortles. I, I, well, I mean, it, again, it's, uh, you know, a tank Maybe for Miami, Tua. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess the Dolphins will have to tank to get Tua with the number one pick. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Well, yeah, and, and it's kind of it's, – it's funny because your Dolphins were brought up today as a team that's already focusing their attention on 2020. 2020 is going to be a really good quarterback draft, but, I mean, we, we said the same thing about what we thought the, the 2019 draft was going to be for quarterbacks and kind of look what's happened to it. The 2018 draft was great for quarterbacks, so uh, we'll kind of see how things play out in 2020 because you could have Lawrence, you could have Tua – uh, there's a handful of other guys out there who could always emerge. So, Arnie, look at your boy. Look at your boys. Instead of going for foals, they're already thinking about tanking for two or trying to. I don't know. Do we have a way that we can uh, we can rhyme Lose something for with Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence? Lose, Lose for, for Lawrence. Lawrence. There you go. That's what I'm kind of counting on the Chicago. Yeah, but I think Bears two is going to come year. out in not this draft, but the draft after. So you think he's going to play? Well, I mean, he can't come out in this coming draft right, in 2019. But, Did I say 19? I meant 2020. But, yeah, I mean, if, if he comes out in 2020, then he's going to be uh, – I mean, Herbert's going to be out there as well too, the kid from Oregon who went back Lawrence to school. And Lawrence can't go out in 2020. He has to wait till 2021. Right. He has to be yeah. out for three seasons. So, yeah. all right, he's got to be out of high school for three seasons. Right. And he did not redshirt. This was his freshman year. Sophomore year will be next year and then his junior year. And, hell, who knows what happens by then. My gosh, we lose our minds uh, about a guy after one year. He could tear his knee up and, you oh, know, he could, he could struggle. Thank you for that thought. Well, there's, I mean, we've got to be real, right? Oh, he should sit out two years and never play college ball again. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. We all thought Ron Paulus was going to be the greatest quarterback ever. Ever after his freshman year. And let me let me throw one more from the losing teams because we talked about the Cowboys earlier. But let me throw it because we didn't talk about the Colts. 
Arnie, should Chris Ballard and the Colts get in the market of trying to bring in former Steelers? In other words, should the Colts sign Le'Veon Bell and trade for Antonio Brown? You know, if I'm the Colts, I would try to get Antonio Brown. I'm not the running back guy. You know what I mean? I'm not big on paying these running backs tons of money, uh, especially after what I saw the Rams do with two running backs. So, And one of them has been sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. So, no, I'm I'm saying get Antonio Brown, but uh, not Le'Veon Bell. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's hit the locker room. Some post-game reaction you'll hear from Tom Brady, you'll hear from Phillip Rivers, some Sean Payton, as well as Anthony Lynn coming up next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> but... <laughs> Real quick, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today. 
even if you're not a Discover customer. How cool is that? It includes your FICO credit score, which you need, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So what? I mean, Arnie sends me a meme during the break that shows not Tom a meme, Brady. It, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real picture, but go ahead. Yes. I mean, it's from NFL underscore memes, and it has a, a, an official hugging Tom Brady and him kind of hugging him back. That so was before this, the game today. Right. So yeah. is that like an indication of something? Do you think? That no, this I, I expect was that every week. Cheating? Was it last week or two weeks ago when I forget what it was? It The last game they played, they hugged the official who was retiring and uh, Robert Kraft went in the, after the game and gave him the game ball and all that. You remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. I'm sure. I, I think that no, was Walt not, Anderson. No, yeah. no, no, no. Last no, 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 you're game. Right. The you're last right. game I, of the Arnie, regular season. I just season. said you're right. It was Walt Anderson. Well, there that they you did go. Yeah. Walt Anderson. Brady gave him a big kiss. Uh, Robert Kraft gave him the game ball. I mean, I don't know how many referees you got to hug and kiss and give gay balls to. I didn't know they do so many of them. I, I know of one. Uh, so, I mean, I saw Jared Goff hug the official after the game last night. So were they cheating for the Rams, too? I see Aaron Rodgers hugging officials all the time. Aaron I mean, Rodgers not it... hugging anybody. Don't don't give me that. I don't buy that. Okay, well, then I'll just uh, – I'll I'll screenshot this one and send it to you, uh, just like you did me. Why do you how, – how come you hate them so much? No, what, what is – you can't be doing that. If you're an NFL official, you can't be hugging Tom Brady before the game. You can't be going, Tom, how are the wife and kids? Come here. Bring it in. Bring it. Come here. Bring it in. Give me a big hug. You know, you can't do that. Uh, okay. I don't it think does, it, is... it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right, Chris. So what are you supposed to do if they walk up and say something to you? I mean, I see it happen Give in the NBA. Give them a wave and say, we'll speak after the game, Tom. After How I, do you know that's I, before the game? It was before the game. Okay, then where yeah. is that at? I didn't, I didn't see that it was before it the was, game. It was, it was before the game. So he, he could wave back to Tom and say, Tom. I'll speak to you after the game after I give you three calls that you don't pick up first downs on. I'll, I'll make sure we get that going. You're that bitter over the Patriots' success that you're now mad about maybe I, hugging an official before I the game. I demand our <laughs> listeners to get in on Twitter at Plank Show or Stinking Genius One, and you tell me if I'm a knucklehead or if it's if it doesn't if it's not wrong for Tom or for an official to hug Tom Brady. Before the start of a playoff game, please. Someone tell me if I'm nuts, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm sure if he hadn't hugged him, that there's no way that the Patriots would have had 28 in the first quarter of that game. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I saw covering an NBA game once a head coach in the NBA kiss a referee before the game. Yeah, I mean, just. She was female, but still, it, it's, oh. it was notable. Look out. Look out, Arnie. You better keep an eye on that now if they're kissing officials as well, too. It just – can I tell you what it sounds like? It's it's like sweet, sweet tears. I wish I was a Patriot fan so I could laugh about this. I wish I was a diehard Tom Brady fan because it has to be so rewarding that they own so much space inside fans' heads that they're throwing a fit about a picture like this. Oh, I mean, but a folk over play Texas and Texas went ahead and – started kissing and hugging the uh, referees before the game, you'd lose your marbles. Nah, I mean, if yes, you they would. beat us. Yeah, you what? would. No, you're making these assumptions because you're so 
Oh my God! It's if so the referee sad. was petting Bebo, you'd I, lose your mind. I Stop feel it. so no. I feel so bad for you. I'm really, I really feel bad for you Good. right now, and I feel, feel bad, bad for, for Patriot then. haters because they own so much You think I'm the only one that saw upstairs. that meme? You, you think I'm the only one that put that out? I don't know, Arnie. It's been blowing up my timeline with the whole one <laughs> screenshot that you sent of it to me. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that it, Charger fans will look back at this game and say. Well, son of a bee, he hugged the official before the game, calling an inquisition because that was the difference, not us staying in seven defensive backs the entire way, and that's why we lost the game. Okay, Here's no what, big deal. No big deal on a little hug, I guess. I, I would say no, but if you want to try to uh, Keep your wife bigger, away from me. I may give her a hug. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arnie, you can have her. Uh, here's what Anthony Lynn said after the game. I, mean, I was expecting to see his best today. It's playoff time, and uh, he's been here before. He's one of the best that's ever been on that football field. So he did a heck of a job of taking advantage of uh, uh, some of the personnel matchups. You know, they're running backs. They ran the ball well. Uh, they caught the ball well. They extended drives. And just little things like that, you know, he's really good at finding that and your know, weaknesses on defense. So, we made some adjustments, but it was a little too late. Um, and, 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 you know, we went little like we did last week, some. But uh, the running game was just too too physical today. Some. Uh, one more. Uh, and I think one more kind of to lay out how one game in Anthony Lynn's mind, he, by the way, is the head coach of the Chargers, yeah. doesn't affect the season. Well, I learned that you know, one game doesn't define who we are in our football season for sure. And uh, those men, they fought hard all year. And uh, they were in some difficult situations and fought back and won. And, and today we just couldn't get that done. But uh, like I said, I like the way they came out and competed in the second half. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you can take anything away from this. I mean, from this, this one game today, you know, uh, we got a bus kick today. But uh, this we can learn a lot from this, this year, this season from one another. And uh, it's not a comfortable moment for us for sure. But I think in these times we can, we can learn a lot about ourselves and uh, and we can grow and be a better person and better teammate. I think that's the most I've ever heard Anthony Lynn talk. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Dude had a lot to say that was yeah. on his mind. But, uh, on the other, go ahead, Arnie. I was going to say Paul writes in a great tweet uh, text that says uh, the only thing shocking about the Brady picture was that the official was not throwing rose petals at his feet. Um, Keep in mind, Paul's a Bills fan too. Well, I, so. I I don't know if that's not true. I'll have to go through more pictures. There could have been rose petals thrown on his feet. I don't yeah. know that. Dig a little bit deeper. Speaking of Tom Brady, FC Championship game. Oh, I've already played that one. Forget that one. I don't. I don't need to hear Tom Brady crying about Arnie saying that he uh, he absolutely stunk. What I do want to hear Tom Brady talk about is obviously these two teams played earlier this season. Yeah, heck of a game. Right. Patriots ended up winning it forty-five to thirty. Or pardon me, forty-three to forty. Right. It was a twenty-four to nine game at the half. But do you remember the last time that the Patriots went to Arrowhead? Jeez. Uh, no, I don't. Well, you should because oh, – hold on. It yeah. was one of the 86 times that you tried to say that the Patriots Oh, yeah, gone. that's where they got clobbered in the first game of the season. Nah, I don't know if it was the first game was of the it, season. I that's thought it when, was the first game of the season. Well, the first – that was when the Chiefs went to New England last year. I'm talking oh. about – when the Patriots went to Arrowhead, I'll let I'll let uh, Tom yeah. Brady talk about yeah. it. Crappy loss that night, but you know we've had some other ones, and I we sh- we, we show a lot of perseverance, uh, a lot of toughness. You know this team's showing it. We've had some tough losses this year too, but um, you just keep fighting. That's what football's all about. It's a season. It's not one game or 
four games or eight games. It's 16 games, and you get a chance to be in this position. And um, we played good today. That's why we won. Uh, so the last Boy, it's time. so exciting. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a very, I, very excited Why guy. are you not playing the other clip when he was being interviewed? When he was like a seven-year-old kid, and they said, what makes a good athlete? He goes, I don't know. Should have played that one. That was funny. I don't remember that one. They what? played it today on on uh, before the game. Oh, oh, before before the game because it's before the game. Um, <laughs> two thousand and fourteen, yeah. Barney. It was week four, okay. last time that New England went to Arrowhead. The Patriots got beat forty-one yeah. to fourteen. Best that day of the- my life. Uh, yes, because I can remember even after that sh- after that day, yeah. it was the end of the yes. Patriots. That was the yep. that was a Monday night football game. It was the infamous "We're on to Cincinnati." We're on to Cincinnati from Bill yep. Belichick. The Patriots were two and two at that point. They proceeded oh. to uh, go ten and two the rest of the way and win the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so, uh, but still. Me. Well, uh, it was a good moment whenever it happened back oh, yes, in 2014 for a lot of people. And uh, speaking of of Tom Brady, he talked about playing KC again. You know, Kansas City's had a hell of a year. Uh, you know, they gave us everything we we could handle. And was that October or November? I don't remember. But uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be the same. It'll be a tough game. They're well coached. They get a good offense. Um, you know, they play well defensively against the the Colts and. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to go back there and play in a, play in a championship game and try to advance. By the way, I there's love There's your from- bulletin board material. You said they've got a really good offense, and, well, their defense played good against the Colts. I, I put that up there. Give me something. Uh, here's what Beer, Beer Bear and I like this on Twitter. So the Chiefs' defense finished the season last or second to last in passing yards, total yards, and yards per rush. They gave up the most first downs ever, and they ranked 24th in the NFL with points seeded with 421. Doesn't that make you lean towards the Patriots? Uh, yeah. It does concern me, but remember now, it's the style they play. Two, they get out to big leads, so the other teams are going to throw and pick up those garbage uh, touchdowns. So that has a little bit to do with it also. Uh, and then let's see. Do we want anything? Do you need anything more from that game? Or are you good? Can we move on to the yeah, uh, please Saints move on game? That okay, yeah, we'll move on to the Saints thanks. when we come back to the Keiko Fox Sports Radio Studios. But first, Steve DeSager comes rolling in with everything going on in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? AFC Championship game next Sunday night. Patriots at Chiefs with the high in Kansas City predicted to be 17 degrees during yes. the day. Sunny there next Sunday. The snow's supposed to hit Saturday. We'll see. Patriots. We're at home today beating the Chargers 41-28. Tom Brady over 340 yards passing in a score. He was not sacked. Sony Michelle, 129 yards rushing, three first-half TDs, while L.A.'s Melvin Gordon had nine carries, 15 yards, and a short touchdown. So the Patriots are in the AFC title game for the eighth straight year. Brady and Belichick are in it for the 13th time in 18 years. It's crazy. Woo. New England nearly 500 uh, yards of offense today. 30 first downs. You know, the Rams last night had, just in the first half, 20 first downs. So I looked up the record for the postseason. It's 37 first downs in a playoff game. Patriots overtime, Super Bowl. Both the Patriots and Rams were on pace to get toward that record and then of course, didn't, and not that the Patriots needed more first downs by the time the third quarter, fourth quarter were rolled around. They were up in the third, 38-7. to Touchdowns on their first four drives today. So Phillip Rivers is now 0-5 in Foxborough. Three playoff losses included. Rivers did have three touchdown passes, a couple in the fourth quarter, one interception. He threw for 331 yards, but 
New England's offense rolling through the Chargers is the story here. New England scored points on seven of its first nine drives. So the Patriots went 9-0 and at home this season and now hit the road. The Chargers are done. They had been 9-0 and outside of L.A. this season until this game. Rivers versus Brady was the oldest matchup of starting quarterbacks in playoff history. Wow. Since 2001, New England, when it leads at halftime at home, its record is 101-1. and And yes, running back James White did have 15 receptions for 97 yards. So they had a blowout win today at New England, and Rob Gronkowski not only had one reception, he only had one target in the passing game for all that short throwing. Julian Edelman, nine catches, 151 yards. More on the rematch with KC in a moment, but there's a rematch coming in the NFC as well because top-seeded New Orleans won. Down 14-0 first quarter, still beat Philadelphia 20-14. Michael Thomas, 12 receptions, 171 yards, and a (laughs) touchdown. He was targeted 16 times in this game. Now the rematch with the Rams. New Orleans will host on Fox TV NFC Championship game next Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. In early November, the Saints beat the Rams in New Orleans, 45-35. Michael Thomas in that game also had 12 receptions like today, except he had over 200 yards receiving against the Rams and a score. What a matchup, each team 14-3. and The Patriots game that Brady referenced was mid-October at home. A field goal as time expired, and New England beat KC 43-40. Kansas City had been 5-0 this year until then. Tyreek Hill, three touchdown catches in the loss. Good news for Kansas City over the weekend that Sammy Watkins returned. He'd been out since November with a foot injury. Kansas City hosts. They're 8-1 at home this season. And they had a thousand yard or a hundred yard rusher over the weekend, even though Spencer Ware was out again with a bad hamstring. He hasn't played in a month. Guys, it's already guaranteed that the Super Bowl matchup for a sixth straight season. We'll have two teams that got first-round buys. So a two-seed New England is at one-seed Kansas City, two-seed Rams at one-seed New Orleans. That's next Sunday. In the NBA late game, Cleveland, which had lost 12 in a row, beat the Lakers in L.A. 101-95. So the Cavs record now 9-35. Wow, Lakers since that LeBron Christmas injury, 3-7. Oh, from th- I told you it was going to be out this long. You laughed at me. I did not. I said it first. <laughs> Jeez. I backed you up because, who is it, Curry had the same injury, and that yep. was a few weeks. I remember that night we looked at the schedule and said, well, these are actually 10 not-so-difficult teams. They could go 5-5. Five and five. Oh, no, no. Told you that. <laughs> no, they can't. And they got, I think, Chicago next, which is another bad team. There's a great Yahoo story tonight, guys. Bulls adamant about not negotiating a buyout with center Robin Lopez, because if they buy him out, he's just going to go straight to Golden State, and they want to try and trade him, get something for him, even though they're really not interested in playing him. There have been talks with his reps and the Bulls front office for a couple weeks now, apparently. In the West, Golden State and Denver each won tonight. That Warriors win at Dallas, Steph Curry had 48 points and no turnovers. Wow. Three-point range, he was 11 for 19. So the Warriors still a half game behind the Nuggets for first in the West. Over in the East, Toronto won in double overtime. Milwaukee won. Bucks are still a game and a half behind Toronto in the East. We'll be back to the show in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 
underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. In college hoops, number two, Michigan now 17-0 after ripping Northwestern today. And a programming note, U.S. women's soccer plays on FS1 tomorrow, an exhibition at number three ranked France, 2.30 Eastern time. U.S. women are ranked number one. They got a favorable draw for this summer's World Cup, which will be in France on Fox. Back to you, Artie Spanier and Chris Plank. Thank you, Steve DeSager. Hey, I want to say something. Thomas brings up a good point. I can't walk into a casino and and hug the dealer and then all of a sudden win millions of dollars now. There'd be a big problem with that, wouldn't there be? Before the game, I think it's worth talking about. I mean, hugs after the game, that happens all the time, including with opponents. But the ref is supposed to be the one objective guy in the building. Thank you, DeSager. I'm just saying the look is bad. That's all. I'm not saying it it means something. Of course oh, it these, is. These tears would be so fantastic if I was a Patriot <laughs> fan, man. No, 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 no. I, so this has nothing fantastic. to do with Tom Brady. This has nothing to do with today's photo. I'm just saying the look is bad generally in sports. I go back to the NBA reference that I brought up. It just looks bad. Yeah. Let me just put my arm around your shoulder and walk with you. Uh, at, sh- at Seattle Fan 12th Man hit us up and said, I hate the Patriots, but I ref – and know that hugging refs or high-fiving or whatnot is no big deal before or after a game. Yeah, no big deal. Suppose he had, like, Voila. a Brady T-shirt underneath there. Wasn't there uh, a ref like that was roughing college football, and then we looked at his Facebook account, and he was, like, an LSU fan, and we go, well, that, that's not good. You can't be doing that, can you? I, I, I think that was one of the replacement refs that we found out was actually, like, a Saints fan. And was oh, doing but that's okay, according to you. You're, you're okay with that. No, Arnie, I have no problem with an official maybe giving a little love to a player. Uh, By the way, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. That's huge. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So we've spent a lot of time tonight talking about the – the Alshon Jeffrey play and yeah. all the different reasons why it may have happened, but we actually haven't heard from the Eagles receiver. Here's some. Well, he, here's a couple of his post game. Alshon, can you take us through that that last play there? Uh, the play I didn't make. I mean, it went through my hands. I mean, he threw me a catchable ball. I got to make that play. That's on me. I'll take that loss. That's on me. Let all my teammates down. City, city of Philadelphia. That's on me. I'll take that. Um, he, I like the he way was... they asked that. Can you take us through that last play? The, the typical question instead of saying. Hey, you, you, you really screwed that one up. Tell us what happened on that drop pass. <laughs> I still have yet to be in a post-game locker room where anyone goes, man, you really, you just blew <laughs> that, buddy. <laughs> take uh, us here, through that last play. Yeah? Uh, what am I going to take you through it for? Did you watch the game? Here's more. Did your eyes come off the ball on the shows? It don't even matter. I didn't catch the ball. They made the play. So I'm looking at that. It don't even matter. Like I said, next year we'll be back for sure. Um, so they asked him, did no, you, you take won't. your eye off the ball? If you couldn't, uh, and by the way, here's, here's a little bit more about simply a matter of you did make the catch. I mean, not the catch that you make all the time. It happens to the best of us. I mean, move on. I mean, it hurts right now, but I guarantee we'll be back next year for sure. Uh, and then of course, I would have called them Edward Scissorhands. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you would have. And and then he got – you could sense a little bit of Alshon said, you know what, I'll answer all your questions. And then uh, he finally kind of hit this. I won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for me last year, but that's last year. I mean, hey, I won it just as bad as them guys. Things like that happen. No Super Why did he throw it to himself? I didn't understand. <laughs> they won it because of him. Did he play offense and defense? I didn't notice that. 
Hey, by the way, before we go to break, here's yeah. a good question from Brett as we go to break. He goes, which play do you think will be shown more throughout the years? The Alishon Jeffrey play or the Cody Parkey? Oh, the Parkey for sure. Oh, please. The Parkey's like the Valparaiso uh, end of the game. Let me tip it over to Bryce Drew where he makes the three. Oh, we'll be seeing the double doink forever. Okay. Uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. I just think it's kind of interesting how – yeah, I don't think there's a single person that felt as if the Eagles weren't going to put themselves in at least scoring position. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were yeah. They were at least going to be taking a few shots of the end zone in the closing seconds. But where, where was the intercept? I don't. Was it forty? Thirty? Yeah, it was right 40? around the right around the forty yard line. So yeah. they so were. They had to move it. I thought it was like even thirty five. I'm not even sure, but they had it going. They had to move. They had to move it pretty well. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, uh, I guess you could say a little bit of fate. Do you think it was? The, do you buy into that? It was the Michael Bennett uh, hit on the running back that made him lose three yards and eventually missed that field goal where they could have been up by nine. My gosh, Arnie, they were at the twenty-seven yard line. Yeah, they they were not. They weren't just on knocking. They were just about in the red zone when it happened. You know what? Let's get into that conspiracy theory slash, I guess you could say, reasoning when we come back to wrap things up. Plus, Arnie's picks are next from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Arnie and Plank heading down the home stretch, getting you ready for Ben Maller right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Shout out to the crew tonight. Great job by all the editors and putting together tons of sound that you'll hear throughout the week, including, we haven't played it yet, but the New Orleans call of the interception is great. I'll play it here in just a bit. Uh, Bubba on the wheels of steel. Eric Roberts producing the show. Great stuff. The Sager on updates. Appreciate you guys tuning in all night long. Don't go anywhere because not only are Arnie's picks right around the corner, oh, yeah. but Big Ben. And the crew coming up next. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. What was the other reasoning that you were bringing up as to why maybe the the Eagles put themselves in a bad position, a Michael Bennett play, or no? Did I misunderstand No, 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 no. Um... It wasn't the uh, Eagles that put themselves in a bad play. The well, they they had made the play that it was uh, they had made a play on third down and made right. the field goal longer, and that's why they had missed the field goal uh, and it went wide left, and that's why they were within six instead of nine. Yeah, that was the uh, Michael. You, well, Michael Bennett made the play, yeah. knocked back uh, Alvin Kamara three yards. Right, it was right. a fourth and eleven from their 34-yard line, and that's when Lutz missed the 52-yard field goal. So you're right, Arnie. And and that's the thing that's lost, I think, in talking about this Eagles-Saints game today is not only the job that the Saints did in locking down the Eagles after those first two possessions, but, man, that Eagles defense just did not let the Saints get away from them. Their offense failed them tonight. Isn't that fair? Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. I, I, I would agree with that also. You know, you could – Praise as much defense as you want, but after you put 14 points up on the board, you've got to put more than that. All right, Arnie. Well, it's that special time in the show yes. where we just hand over the keys to the stinking genius, and he shows why he is either, A, in some people's minds, the kiss of death, or yes. in others, the stinking genius. All right, well, where do you want to start tonight, Arnie? There's only two games, so let's get to the AFC and NFC Championship game where the Rams are going to the Dome to take on the Saints. Saints opened up as a 
three-and-a-half-point favorite over under a 57, and it's still three-and-a-half-point favorites over under a 57. Look, as much respect as I have for the Saints of what they've been able to accomplish, and I wasn't all that impressed with the Rams uh, this weekend. I have some concerns, but the Cowboys, I thought, put up a better fight than we're giving them credit for. The Rams really rushed the ball, and if they could do that, I'm on their bandwagon. I'm jumping aboard. I think they'll run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to go and pass the ball also. The Saints defense does not scare me whatsoever. Rams win this one 33-27, and the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Now, New England and Kansas City. Chiefs opened up as a three-point favorite. They're still a three-point favorite. Over-under, from what I understood, opened up at 59, now down to 57 and a half. So it's already gone down a point and a half. That's okay. The first time around, we know it was 43-40, but the Patriots had extra time to rest for that game, and we still weren't sure what the Chiefs were. Now we're sure. Now we know that Brady 0-3 on the road for the playoffs since 2007. This ain't home cooking for you, Tom Brady. Final score. Chiefs win, and they win big. Chiefs win 37-23 by two touchdowns. Chiefs and Rams going to the Super Bowl. So you're taking the Rams. Let me get you a number. My Rams. My Rams. The Saints are now 7-0 in their last seven home playoff games. They haven't lost a home playoff game since... 1993. Wow. Which, by the way, they'd actually lost to the Eagles. That was Rich Kotite's Eagles back wow. in 1993. But they're 7-0 now in their last seven playoff games. Sticking with it, though? Sticking with the Roms? You bet I am. Why? Uh, Let me ask That's this. That's my Rams. That's your Rams. Uh, here's a fair oh, question. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I, I really worry about you making teams your team just for their sake. Uh, by, by, by the way, if you're going to hear people use this FPI as percentages for which team they think they're going to end up going to the Super Bowl. Guess what? The FPI is the dumbest thing that's ever been created in the I history saw of mankind. That. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and go, go figure, Arnie. Fourth. Yeah, yeah, go go figure, Arnie. The home teams have a higher percentage chance of getting in, but. Uh, we only got a minute left, and we've talked about this quite a bit tonight. But what do you mean? The four highest scoring teams in the NFL reach conference championship weekend for the first time in the modern era. First it's, time in NFL history. It's a honestly. new football uh, game, and it's all offense. It's no longer defense. Defense doesn't win championships anymore, my friend. Well, I will say this much prepare yourself. For having the uh, beating of a dead horse, if we can use that anymore, wow. or having it pounded over your head of people constantly talking about the passing of the torch. It's yes. going to be as popular as everyone wants a good-looking coach as far as <laughs> narratives go this week. So, uh, Arnie, I'm excited to talk about that uh, Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl with you next week. Later. Have a great week, Arnie. Stick around. Big Ben is next right here on Fox. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 